to another episode of Movies on the Rocks. It is us, the Moody Boys. Moody, 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 Anyways, he's alone. He's dying. He's gonna die on I, that hill. Alone. I will die on the hill alone, dude. It's like fucking Hamburger Hill over here, dude. I'll tell you that right now. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Ted Offense. Welcome back, everyone yard. who's listening. <laughs> welcome back, yes. Once welcome back to uh, Movies on the Rocks. Uh, um, it is I, Tomas, as leading the, of course, the the uh, trip triumvirate of terror i guess you could call us <laughs> the tribunal the tribunal of bruins i don't know <laughs> exactly exactly anyway so um it is i tomas um also with us as always is of course derek uh the bidet and <laughs> and of course and uh, the guy who rhymes with derek eric that's me. Yeah. But not Bidet. But not Bidet. Because no. no. Eric name... gets my name, but Derek doesn't get his own name. <laughs> <laughs> my name is that of a strong-handed w- woodsmith, and oh, your God. name is that of a toilet. What is it? Here we is, go. Is it Jesus? Here we go. Is it Jesus? Oh. He was oh, a carpenter. <laughs> I'm, part of that, I'm part of that lineage. There you go. So I'm just saying. Are you, just, are you saying you're Jesus now? I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I don't know. You're saying, I don't know, dude. I am you not the like, first, folks. Sounds like, dude, we're like, I'm not in, we're literally not a, into, a minute not into, into blaspheming. We're, we're, not into blaspheming. We're about a minute and a half into this, and I've already fucked us all up. Anyways, all right, and pissed off the Southern the Southern Baptists. Okay, so. Sure have. Yes. Just them. Only Just them. them. Everyone oh, else didn't care. All Nobody these, else cares. All Just those, the Southern you know, Baptists. All those oh, 700 God. club viewing, you know, TVN watching. Tongue, tongue speaking. Jeez, how many I, stereotypes are you going to pull out here? I snake handling. I can go listen, all out, baby. Listen, I know there's a ton of them that listen to this podcast, 100%. so I apologize. I apologize for his yes, his what he's saying yes, right now yes. hail, for those of you. Hail Satan. Anyways, okay, he so. Knows not how stupid <laughs> he is. <laughs> said hail Satan. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> this is, of course, like we said, movies on the rocks. It is a uh, movie podcast, pop culture podcast. We sit here, believe it or not, folks. We actually will get to that point in the, in the show. And uh, as we as we do every episode, we watch a motion picture in alphabetical order, regardless of genre. Uh, and while we're talking about this in the show, we drink to the show. We drink to the movie and discuss. And apparently, we're already drunk. Uh, so some of all us. the hail Satan stuff. Yes. Yeah, some of us meaning Tomas. Yes. yes. Yeah. Hail, hail Beelzebub. Anyways, all right, so, um, <laughs> so, so, uh, other than that, let's go ahead and go to a disclaimer. So, Derek, if you don't mind, please uh, give us a disclaimer for legal purposes. Sure, sure. So, um, as we mentioned, this is Movies on the Rocks. We consume alcohol to some extent, hopefully within moderation. Um, and as such, we ask that uh, if it's legal and you choose to, wherever you're at in this, uh, you know, whatever world, um, join us. However, if it's not, take a back seat. It's okay. You can have water. You can drink Kool-Aid. We don't really care. Just don't break any rules. And uh, because we're drinking, we can, I like to say, get, use a little bit of saucy language. And sometimes it's offensive, like the entire first three minutes of this podcast. <laughs> and... Uh, most of the time, uh, I would say that we're apologetic, and I, I we're sorry if we hurt your feelings or if we say anything that's offensive. Um, Tomas probably. And I am. Shit, I'm not but... into Satan. I just want to point that out too. That's Tomas. He's on his own there. Um, there no go. Satan here. 
<laughs> so all of that said, uh, we apologize if we're offensive and we hope that you can join us with some alcohol. And if uh, you can't, then grab a glass of water. It'll be all right. Hail Hydra. All right. So oh, anyway. Yeah, there so- <laughs> it goes again. There it goes again. I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> Doesn't really count as a disclaimer if you're no. immediately <laughs> messing it up again. <laughs> I, I follow the Prince of Peace known as Satan Lucifer. Anyways, it's time to go <laughs> to the news <laughs> desk. Uh, I don't or know. We're going to cover our drinks. No, we're going to cover our drinks, baby. Uh, so, uh, Eric, what are you drinking tonight? I kind of see a, a brass cup there. So, you I'm do. wondering if you, you do. Are... It's it's not a Moscow Mule. It oh. looks cool because I'm drinking a uh, like in a Moscow Mule brass cup. But I am just drinking because I did not have time to run to the store today. I am drinking straight vodka tonight. And it is not easy. It is not easy. I'm going to be honest. I see you You don't have a bottle of water or something, dude. I, I'm on keto, bro. I'm still on it, so I, like I can't like uh, throw Sprite in some Sprite. Sprite Zero. I just think Sprite Zero tastes like pure death, which is something that Tomas really likes right now with his whole Satan thing. So, yeah, I do have I do have um, oh A and W zero, which tastes almost exactly like root beer, like regular root beer. If you guys have ever had it, but I wasn't sure if I can mix that with with you know. Well, that apparently I'm not. There's some others that are not a fan of that. So I'm just drinking straight vodka. I'm trying to be a true gentleman today. Well, okay. Well, which vodka are you drinking? I don't know if that's that's I'm, what I call I'm just a gentleman. Drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking uh, absolute vodka. Oh, like we did the last time. You are uh, you are chilling in the '90s uh, club scene. So there you go. Yes, that's where I. That's where I. uh, That's where my headspace is when I meditate. That's where I go. (laughs) What was that famous New York '90s club that you used to send out sell records for for trance music? Or God, what was it? It was like underground or winter something or the winter. I don't know. My brother had one. My brother had one other scene. My brother was big into the trance scene when we were in college. You're asking about the name of a specific EDM bar in the '90s in some city we've never been to. It's an EDM bar in the '90s. Yeah, there was an EDM bar in the '90s in New York City. There was probably forty of them. (laughs) There's probably not just one. Fuck, just name one, bro. Name one because I can name five off the top of my head in Miami, bro. In the '90s, I was like 13 years old. I didn't go to EDM bars. Well, at least at least at least you weren't 10, like some people. So yeah, that's true. No, no, he was like six. Yeah, I think so. Like yeah, Mm. is that right? Possibly. Were we wrong on that? He was born in '89, so maybe. Why are you not? Why are you not responding? We'd like to know. (laughs) This is a podcast. You're supposed to say stuff. Do you know who No Doubt is? By the way. Do you know? Do you know who Gwen Stefani is? This is rude. This is. <laughs> he's, he's, he's doing this out. <laughs> he is completely doing this out. Well, I know. I, I know he's a big of '90s punk, so it's all good. I give. I give him credit. He like. Did you? Were you really into '90s punk? He likes Lagwagon. Yes. No effects. Really? Yeah, boy. Yeah. Oh wow, bro! Yeah, well, I grew up in the scene. Like I was like a scene kid. Oh, you were. He, yeah, how, yeah. How big were your jinkos? Oh man, I need to see this. <laughs> I wasn't so like I was like a '90s emo kid though. Oh. Like I listened to like indie bands back then, so I didn't listen. To, like okay. I, I knew of the rest of it. For me, if I hear '90s emo, I think grunge. Okay, because that's no, basically that's what they close. did. No, no, no it's not. <laughs> not yeah, it's close. not. It's like I listen to like it's like '90s indie. I don't even like calling it emo, but. It was, but we don't. We don't need to go into it because this is a podcast about movies. We can if you want to. I'm willing. Name a name. But, okay, well, name one '90s emo band. So probably one of the biggest '90s emo bands, which you guys may have or may have not heard of. I know Derek hasn't. Tomas maybe. 
Uh, there's a band called Sunny Day Real Estate. I was, oh, yes, I, I remember loved them. Sunny Day Real Estate. Them. That's a 90s emo they band. They did not last very long, man, but they were good. Well, no, they, they lasted, but nobody liked them yeah. like I did because yeah. they were an indie band. Yeah, so. yeah, they were. They were. It's true. It's true. I was a big, I was big into like, I had like, I listened to No Facts, Lagwagon, uh, Millencolin. Yeah, that's, that's straight punk. Yeah. Like, that's 90s punk. Yeah, music. like, MX, and I knew like, of all of them. Like, MXPX, all that stuff. Dude. I've seen all of those bands. Oh my I god! Just want to point I, that saw, out. I saw Mephiscopheles live. I saw you saw Mephiscopheles. That's why you're so into Satan. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has seen Mephiscopheles, dude. I haven't heard that name in forever. Yum yum, bumblebee, bumblebee, tuna. Sorry. It's a freaking Scott band that named themselves after the devil, which is hilarious. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Anyway, right, sorry. Right. Derek, Moving on, Derek. What are you yeah. drinking tonight, dude? Uh oh! Uh, just a little Corona, uh, corona premiere. Nothing. Ooh, nice MS SMR done. Yeah, it's absolutely. very it's very are, Dallas. You it's very Dallas. Dallas. It wasn't even a whole word. It's very <laughs> Dallas of you to drink that. Just saying. Yes. Um, it's keto. Okay. <laughs> that is okay. It is. I was about is to it? say it's not keto, it but it is. is. It? Yeah, it definitely is, it? is. Yeah. Really? I'm pretty You've sure only got it like is. three carbs in it, right? Yep, two and a half. Yeah, Dude, no, that's cute. That, that's that, awesome. legit. I'm gonna buy some of those because I would love to drink beer and I haven't in months. So I'm gonna that's awesome. That. I, I apologize since that. all of our viewership loves our diet talk, but it's great because it's low calorie and I don't feel like garbage afterwards. That really, I'm sorry for for calling you out and ridiculing you about that. That was wrong. Me and my Sprite Zero that I think tastes great. <laughs> <laughs> all right so this week i'm gonna stick to an old faithful i'm going with uh with crown and Z- coke zero a because it's canadian a so mm. or i could just go but like that. Not, but it's not scottish <laughs> this week no no i could go i was gonna say but i was like you know what i'm gonna go canadian i'm gonna go canadian anytime he says something with coke zero <laughs> no, you it's always not, have to say it you, you usually have cracking like, coke zero <laughs> <laughs> Oh, welcome to last episode, everybody. Clacking. And you say clacking. Clacking with Coke Zero. So what are you drinking tonight? I missed it. I'm drinking Crown Crown with Coke Zero A. Okay, so you've moved on to something else, and I feel like I need to start moving on. Well, to no, I, I, I just I'm trying to get through these fucking huge ass bottles that my brother and my sister, yeah, I got from they yeah. were in town. So it's just Makes like I'm, I'm probably for the next episode for um for a special uh when we have, which by the way, everyone, uh, in in a couple weeks, we're gonna be recording a special episode of 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 the Moves on the Rocks because we're gonna watch. Um, it's not gonna be the next movie. In the line, it's just going to be a special one. Uh, we're going to rec- we're going to watch uh, the new Mortal Kombat movie that's coming out this Friday. I can't wait. I cannot wait, guys. So we'll probably we'll probably be no, recording it. I'm not being no more serious. superhero movies. In no, life. yeah, no, I'm being completely sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to see how good it is compared to the somewhat, I guess you could say, somewhat terrible first one. I mean, even though I loved the first one, the first one, one was kid, bad, guys. It was not a good film. It was not a okay. good film. It was pretty bad. It's but, all nostalgia. But yeah, but like when you're when you're a high school kid in '97 who loves Mortal Kombat, and then you watch the midnight screening, and you hear that you went to the midnight screening. Yes, for that film? yes, I did in 1996. Wow, I think it was. I went to the midnight screening. I was like 15 years old. It was like three of my boys. We went to it. My mom dropped us off. We went to it. <laughs> Mind you, he said he was in high school. Yeah, exactly. He definitely I was in could high have school. driven. Yes, yes. My, my, we went to the movie, 
And then, dude, like it was like it was so awesome. The place was so packed. I will have to say that 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 night, that movie was is probably the best energy I've had watching a movie theater in a movie theater with people ever. So it was, many disappointed wait, viewers. Wait, time out. Time it was amazing. Out. Big. Time out. No, Seriously. you cannot speak about this anymore. We need to pause this. <laughs> You're telling me that Mortal Kombat, the f- motion picture, yes. was the best film experience that you've ever had. It was, it was, okay, so let me tell you. No, no, hold on, hold on. What I'm saying yeah, I'm is holding. this. What I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is this. As a high schooler, and even now still, the energy you, that was radiating, the energy that was radiating amongst everybody in the place was insane, dude. Okay, like, so because because if you hearing. think about it, if you think about it, no, no, hold on. Let's put let's just, let's put this in context. If you're 15 years old, okay, and you've been playing Mortal Kombat the game since it came out in like 1991, okay, and you've been dying for a video game movie to actually come out that actually has some balls on it. And it's not no. that shitty ass Captain no. America that came out that you need, like, three years ago. You before. need to understand that what you're describing <laughs> is an adrenaline high it and was. a dopamine uh, rush. A hundred percent. You're the only one who experienced that. No, no, no. I didn't. Because at the end of the movie, at the end of the movie, everybody stood up and clapped, bro. A hundred percent. I'd like to know what what timeline you were on here. Or what <laughs> Because you are not on the one that we're on now. No, no. Because now, I'm, uh, understand this. I understand 100%. The movie is not great. In every sense of the word, it's a terrible motion picture. But sometimes movies have a way of standing up and biting you in the ass. And that one bit my ass that night. It was super strange. I do this every episode, and I'm going to do it again. <laughs> Guys, I'm out. It's been good. It's now, been a good run. I don't even blame you, dude. If, we go, if, we, if you want to go to the next movie, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, oh my god. What a horrible motion picture that one was. That they're one, both bad. They're, they're both bad. Not good. They're not great. Okay, no. okay. The thing you have to realize is the first one is definitely better than the second one. Yes. I have to really... You know what? Really low let's, bar on both ends. <laughs> I will tell you this, guys. Though, I, like, I know I'm like, I'm like such, I'm like the most cynical guy when it comes to franchise movies because you know I'm a pretentious film watcher. But um, <laughs> when it comes, we're not, to, we're not arguing. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, but I am going to tell you this. Like, I am more excited about this one. Like, I'm like. Okay, I'm going to watch it. I'm excited to watch it. I don't know if it's because we've been in quarantine and we don't get a lot of new movies and it's going to be streaming on HBO Max, but I'm excited to see this one for some reason. I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, it may not be that bad, but I'm not going in with high expectations. But with that being said, Tomas just said the best motion picture experience he has ever had was was watching Mortal Kombat on the midnight trailer. And okay. I can I don't know what to make of that because when I think about my best motion picture experience, it was watching Jurassic Park at ten years old. That was the best motion and picture experience that I had ever had. Okay. And I'm you said Mortal Kombat, and yes, I do want to know yours there. But first, I want to talk about this a little bit more and say that Tomas, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. I have to okay. think about this. Wait, hold on a second. Before we do that, we're gonna just go. We're just gonna go straight to the news desk. News. 
news. No, no, no. Oh, I wanted to hear that. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of this. News of the day. Oh, oh yeah. Wait, we're not going to hear Derek's. Special report, special report edition. We are talking about the Mortal Kombat motion pictures. All right, Derek, what's your best best experience in the movie theater? Okay, so... I have to preface this by saying I don't I don't know if this is absolutely the best experience I've ever had, but I remember how much it really changed what I would expect of films. Okay, this raised the bar for me whenever I saw this movie of what I was going to expect from the best quality of filmmaking. Okay, and it was the first time I saw Lord of the Rings in theater, and they had the high frame rate version. So it was just a high refresh rate. He shot that's, it in like that's the Hobbit. That's the Hobbit. Maybe it was the Hobbit. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, that's it was the one Hobbit. of them. Yeah, how, the as Hobbit, soon as yeah, I saw Hobbit that, the clarity. Ooh. Was it shot like that on purpose? Because I didn't see yes, the Hobbit. In theater. Yes, yes, it was shot like that in, on purpose. It was shot with a high frame rate camera for like, that. But he reason. only did like he did like it wasn't like a full sixty. It was something like forty or. 48 or that's that's interesting yeah because that is do you know that like filmmakers hate that they hate it like most cinematographers hate that they hate the high refresh rate because films are supposed to be shot at 24 frames per second yeah you know that's where it's supposed to be why are they supposed to be because because we've always done it that way and it just looks the best we also used to walk everywhere we see in 24 (laughs) frames per second that's how we see Okay, I used to like life. you know like in a couple of days I'm gonna go to Cancun. You know how they used to get there on horses. Oh, I'm gonna man. fly there. It's great. I'm out, guys. I'm done. Oh, I'm done. Look, all I'm saying is here, here's and here's my honest take on 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 the technology. Okay, um, I understand we've always done you know the 24 frames or were the 23 points something or other as in techn- There you go. The, the super sp- special frame rate we used to use. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, the best argument that I've ever heard is that it messes with the way that the motion is depicted to the viewer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Except for in real life, when I'm watching things, I see them in real time. And the only reason there's any kind of motion blur or edge vagueness is my eyes producing that. Right. So the more true to reality the picture, let my eyes drop the frames like they do because that's biological, right? You can't you can't get better than what your eyes perceive. When you do this in front of your face, Derek, yep. I know that you guys can't see this. I'm shaking my hand in front of my face right no, now. No, I, right? I, I didn't know what that was. I, I didn't know what that <laughs> you was. I'm shaking my hand. You are seeing that in 24 frames per second, okay? When you're sure. watching a movie and you don't see that blur of those fingers going in yep. front of your face. Yep. That means you're not seeing it in 24 frames per second. <laughs> Here's the problem That's why with that cinematographers argument. hate that. Here's the problem with that argument, okay? Because I've seen this part, and yes, you're right. Your eyes perceive something like it's it's a little bit plus or minus, but they perceive roughly yes, 24 frames a second. Not exactly, yes. Here's the problem with that. If I'm watching, and follow me here, if I'm watching right. on the ones, right? Uh-huh. But it's showing on the twos. The right frame rate to shoot in is double. It's 48. Oh, my God. (laughs) That way, no matter who's watching, and if they're off sync, they're still in sync. Listen. Like the band? I'm not going to. I don't want (laughs) to. I don't want to be like. Like I, I do have like a there. There's certain like I went to film school, so there's certain things that 
I don't like to follow rules far when I'm when I'm making films or when I'm doing stuff. And there's certain things that I do. And, and if my writing partner is listening to this, he's going to be like, you son of a bitch. Because like <laughs> I bust his balls about following rules all the time. But there's something about the way that 24 frames looks over a 60 uh, frames per second or a 48 that is just magical. And the only reason why you should go over that frame rate is if you're doing something artistically for the film. But to shoot the entire film in 48 frames per second is a whole lot to me. Now I'm going to go watch The Damn Hobbit because I want to see what it looks like. (laughs) But with that being said, <laughs> there's something about also too like when I remember when all this went down, like especially when TVs first came out with like their high refresh rates, yeah, with yeah. their 60p. Um, you know, uh, filmmakers especially were pissed off about it, and like when I watched, like when I would film something on on 24 frames and watch it on my 60 frame rate uh, television, there was sometimes where I was like, this looks f- like so weird. But there is something about it that I like the way it looks. It's because they're not divisible. Yeah, exactly. But with that being said, it doesn't look exactly the way that I wanted. And when when you have a cinematographer out there that puts in a lot... Being a cinematographer, too, they don't get enough love. These guys are amazing filmmakers, number one. They know film better than anybody else on that set. Cinematographers know film better than anyone else on that set. And when you take their product and you put it on a frame rate that's 60 frames per second on refresh and it's meant to be on a 24, it's going to piss them off. I get it. Yeah, I get it because the frame it, it, it is out of sync. Yes. You will have it does a frame regularly. And people think it looks great. And yes, it does look cool and like a oh, gelatinous or whatever. They like the way it looks. What the fuck is that? But I, I don't know. Like, they, like there's this weird what he, gel he's trying to describe is when people are like, it's buttery smooth. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's buttery yeah, smooth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I used gelatinous. But anyway, yeah. they're, they're mad about it. And I, and I get it because it doesn't look exactly. When you put in that much blood, sweat, and tears into something, you want it to look the way that it's supposed to look. But it gets good. At what is it? Uh, at two hundred at two hundred forty hertz, you're a di- you're divisible of twenty four at that point, right? I think so. I, right? Yes, but the thing is that our eyes can't even see past a certain hertz, and oh, I know we're missing a bunch yeah. of them. Absolutely, yeah, like yeah, and I don't remember what the number is exactly, but we can't see past a certain number anyway. Um, like I have a, a t- television that's actually sixty uh, hertz. Uh, it's real. The native is sixty hertz, but it's like upscaled to two hundred and forty or something yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not even getting the real two hundred and forty. But even still, I I can't see past whatever the I I, I don't even think There's it's no that point. high. There's no yeah, point. Yeah, I no can't point. even I mean, see past. It, 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 look, the only thing that I don't look is that for me, in that sense, it looks like it looks like it's not a movie. Like it looks like it's like real life almost per se. You could say like it doesn't look like it's on film. But that could just be an aesthetic. Like what if that's the aesthetic you want your film? To I know, have? but sometimes, but sometimes with the frames per second that that that, that sometimes at the at the at the um what the the, um, the sixty whatever the two hundred forty frames per second whatever it is on the TV, the higher it goes, it's supposed to make it look clear the picture, and it just doesn't look. But th- at a certain point in time now, cameras have gotten so. Much more, much better in technology that doesn't really I mean, matter at this phone, point. Not flip phones. There's smartphones that shoot like 4K 120. Yeah, I mean, I was watching a commercial for Samsung. I think they said it was 8K, and I'm like, that's not real. Dude, that's not real, dude. I, I was, have it. Yeah, it shoots 8K, but it does. It's, it's actual native 8K. 
It is native because but... then your your storage should be gone. Exactly, <laughs> like that's the problem. Seconds. Yeah, you shoot you, you shoot like Dude, a two minute video. It's during during yikes. the NFL yeah. during the NFL playoffs. They would have they had an on field camera like on a SETI cam that was that was an eight K camera, and they would cut to for like the on field camera angles when there was huddles or during the pre games, and you could tell a hundred percent the difference between. I saw that. Yes. And and I will have I, I don't know if you noticed this, Derek. I don't know. I don't know if you play Madden, but I it, for some reason, and I wasn't the only one because I read about this. I read people saying this. For some reason, when it would go to the field, and they would have those scenes, and they would show the guys like doing the warm up jumps that they would do, and they were on eight K. I'm like, dude, am I watching a Madden intro? Because it it looked so clear. If I thought I was watching the video game. But That's they're the also thing. being cinematic with those shots. Yeah. They're using depth of field. So you're yeah. seeing, you know, shallow focus. And that's what makes it nice. And I remember pointing that out to my wife. I was like, they're shooting this with actual lenses. Yeah. You know, they're not just shooting wide and getting the shot when they're only when they're on the field, you know. And I was like, they're shooting this and it's a really good look. And if they ever get to the point where they shoot all of football like this, I don't know if that's going to be appreciated or not. I almost wish mm. that they had, I almost wish that the technology for 8K was used by Stanley Kubrick for Barry Lyndon. Can you imagine him shooting that movie in Ooh, 8K? Geez. It would be unbelievable. But the <laughs> magic of that film is the fact that it was shot on film at 24 frames per second. <laughs> With lenses so used thing, by though. NASA. Here's the thing. And it was you have to keep in mind. You have to keep in <laughs> mind that when we watch things in 8K or super high resolution of any kind of relativity, you're the extra pixels that you can't perceive have a benefit. This is the thing, and so if you've got extra frames that you're not seeing, it's gonna have a benefit now i'm sure that there is i'm absolutely on board with like some level of diminishing returns all about it there's no way that the i get i've seen the gamers that play at like 360 hertz in video games and how is it different they're because it's a video game that's a video game that all of that is digital you're not you're not filming what a film Live isn't digital people. though? How much how much CG is in every movie we watch? That's every movie that you motherfuckers watch because you just <laughs> watch Marvel movies. That's all that you guys watch. Oh, come off it. Uh, when, you talk about, <laughs> when you talk about when you take a movie like Barry Lyndon per se. Right? <laughs> Barry Lyndon was shot almost all natural light. Yes. All candle natural yes, light too. Yes. Almost everything in that film. I'm really glad you said that because now you guys with are, film. You're barking down my alley. Okay, I know because that. I know that. You talk about Marvel that. so much. I know. We talk yeah. about that kind of shit all the time. We talk about Marvel and all that stuff, but we do uh, we do appreciate the finer yeah. things in life, as you say in the great yes. the Bond commercials. <laughs> the real <laughs> film out there, like Barry Lyndon, <laughs> which is not the best movie no. uh, story wise. No. <laughs> Cinematically, it's a great it's film. Kind of, okay. It's kind of the Mortal Kombat of Stanley Kubrick's library. <laughs> it might be. It might be. But cinematically, it's a masterpiece, okay? It is. It is. Technically, it, all, technically it, was, it is a masterpiece. It was shot mostly candle. So are Picassos, and they're just stills, okay? <laughs> Listen, it was shot. So is half of the scenes. Talking, they're stills. I know. I know. I know. 
I'm seeing Barry Lyndon. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's not. It's not the best no. of his of his films for sure. But either way, it was cinematically a masterpiece because if you look at it, it was shot mostly candlelight. You wouldn't get the same feel and the same look no. with our digital cameras, no. and you would probably you'd get so much information that they would probably have to do additional lighting. Okay, so here's my question. I'm listening. We can't get these all of all of the links that they went through for Barry Lyndon, right? We we don't, I believe, even today have the technology to recreate that digitally. You know, at, whether it be like adding CG elements or entire CG environments. Okay, is it that we will never accept a digital replacement, no matter how good it is? Is it the fact that it is authentic? Or is it an air given off of something that looks authentic? I think, in my opinion, I think it's probably a combination of all those. Because the simple fact of the matter is, is that the only reason why it's the way it is is because Kubrick is that much was that much of a fucking maniac and is that much of a of a of a perfectionist that every single thing in his scenes had to be where he wanted it to be. He had the people had to be where they needed to be, the lighting had to be where it needed to be, the camera had to be where it needed to be. I mean, there were there's plenty of scenes in that movie that they're not moving for the simple fact of the matter is that they couldn't move because he wanted to use that specific fucking lens that was created by NASA for him to be able to use it in some of the scenes. Like So you're saying then that if he did the same thing with the right technology, it would have been just as good a film if it was entirely digital because it, it was be him different. that gave that. I it think would it be would diff- be a different film. It'd be different. Like, yeah. But, but I mean, but I mean, it would have his aspect of, I'm going to do what I fucking want. And I don't care what you think because I'm that crazy. And I'm going to make everybody around me that crazy. But he was one of those guys that could do that. And he had in, listen, he had dude, the cachet. Like, yeah, he did. Like, that's the thing about it. Like it, Listen, Stanley Kubrick, um, I, I look at him as one of the best filmmakers that have ever lived, okay? I do not think that every one of his films is a, a grand slam. It's not. No. But when you look at them cinematically, there is a, he, every one of those films is a grand slam. When you're looking at them just purely as the, the cinema behind it. Technically, artistic, technically. Yeah, technically sound. The artistic and the, the cinematic nature behind them, they're all grand slams. Every one of them. Okay. And if he was around now still making films, I don't know how likely he would be to jump on the digital train. But either way, if he did jump on the digital train, you would see probably things that we're not seeing now. You'd see things that people are do that he would do that so people are not doing. Then. It is it has a lot and the thing about Kubrick too is Kubrick was originally a photographer, mm-hmm. which means that whoever the cinematographer was on his sets probably hated his life because the guy was a perfectionist and he wanted it exactly the way he wanted to. So the dude was new cameras, he knew photography, he knew lenses better than probably everyone else on that set and he wanted it to look a certain way and he nailed it. He did what he wanted and he did a million takes and he nailed it. The only person that's doing that right now, I think, that's alive doing that is David Fincher. You, you took the words David right Fincher out of my the mouth. the only guy yeah, that is literally doing take after take after take after take after take until he gets it the way he wants it. But these guys have the nuts to be able to do that because look at their catalog. David Fincher, to me, is, he's my second favorite director of all time. The What's dude's the box? amazing. What's the yeah, box? he's amazing. 
For real, like even with that, what the, yeah. is, the dude makes amazing True. films. Okay? I haven't, I haven't finished watching Mank, but it's fantastic until yeah. you know what I've seen so far. The funny thing about Fincher is he's been digital for years. Yeah, he'd crossed over for many years. I think he's been digital probably Nolan, since like digital Nolan first is, came around. Nolan's one of yep. the last, one of the last. Like he's the dodo. He's like, and I think one. that Tarantino like refused to go over to digital yeah. too. I yeah. don't know, but either way. He's been digital and he makes freaking amazing movies. But like, again, I think David Fincher, if I take David Fincher's catalog, as far as the the narrative nature of them and the cinematic nature, I like them more than Kubrick. But Kubrick, David Fincher is David Fincher because of Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson, who's my favorite, is Paul Thomas Anderson because of Stanley Kubrick. There's a lot of these new filmmakers, even Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino's Quentin Tarantino because of Stanley Kubrick. There's <laughs> Stanley Kubrick has paved the way for these for these guys to come out and do what they need to do. I'm glad we're talking about something besides Marvel. You <laughs> <laughs> well, well, before before we move on to Marvel, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, as far as as far as news is concerned, in Marvel news, <laughs> as far as news in general is concerned, since we're talking about news, um, really, there's not much. I I was reading on a few things um, in regards to Dune um, coming out in October, but. They were they were talking to his um D- uh, Denis Villeneuve's um uh, uh, screenwriter, the guy who wrote the screenplay. Sorry, um, I'm going to cut you off. Dan- Denis Villeneuve is only Denis Villeneuve because of Stanley Kubrick. Continue. Yes, true. No, very true. <laughs> very true. Very true. So they were talking to his uh his uh, the guy who wrote the screenplay with him, and he only wrote um Dune, and he was talking about how this Dune, of course, because of the book and everything, is it's only going to be half of it because it's going to be a two parter. And he's hoping that there's a second part. He wasn't a part of the second part, but he is hoping that they do make Wait, a second Denis part. Wait, Denis Villeneuve isn't? No, no, Denis no. Denis Villeneuve? No, no. The, the first, the, this Dune movie, he's set up for both for two movies. Okay, all right. But good. this movie that's coming out is only going to be half of the story. Okay. Okay? But the guy who wrote the book, the guy who wrote the story, not the guy who wrote the book, the guy who wrote the story, um, uh, Eric Roth, he's, he's one of the, he's one of the screenplay writers. He's actually a big screenplay writer. Like he wrote, uh, a few things. He's written Forrest Gump. He wrote The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. He wrote, uh, The Insider. I mean, he's, he's, and he's kind of like semi retired at this point. So he came into kind of like, so he's kind of more of a, he's one of those, he's one of those guys who's a, who's a screenplay polisher. That's what he's kind of known for. You know, he polishes the dialogue and the stuff like that. But he said that he's only worked on this one because they don't know if they're even going to make a second one because they he hopes that they do, but I, and I hope that they do. But because of this whole situation and because it's not going to be movie theaters, but with everything that's happening with Godzilla versus Khan and making the money that it is right now, um, they are hoping that it's going to be a good thing and that they're going to make enough money to warrant a second part and you know we'll see how if that they rolls don't, if they don't that would be a huge especially because i just I, I i probably shouldn't say this but i just am assuming that that film is going to be good okay i just have the assumption that it's going to be good I they got a too. good cast they got a amazing newer director you know the dude Denis Villeneuve is one of my i love that guy and um, just assuming that it's going to be good, and if you don't get a finished storyline out of that, that sucks, know. you know. So I'm hoping that that is not the case. And Dune is such a like I, I, you know, I've only read a little bit of Dune. I haven't actually read the whole book, but that's like a you know what? It's a big, it's a thick book. So it's pretty, it's pretty thick, but it's not just thick. It's just it's a lot of detail, and it's a lot of world building, 
in that because there's a lot of things happening in the background that they've expanded in other stories and other books and other things like that. So it's the universe itself is is uh, is vast, as they say in the in the first movie in the David Lynch motion picture. But but I mean, they're just hoping that they can do they can do well enough that the world will want to see a second part. That's what they're hoping for. But this is gonna be this is gonna be tough because the, I mean Dune is Dune is pretty highbrow. That's pretty highbrow sci-fi. Yeah, but there's enough of. I feel like there's so many of. There's so many like and I listen. I'm not a sci-fi guy, but there's so many cinephiles and then also just sci-fi nerds like you guys. And I'm not saying that to be rude. I'm being honest. Like what? there's so many sci-fi nerds. What's the box? <laughs> so many sci-fi <laughs> nerds and then cinephiles like me that want to see this film. I don't give a shit about sci-fi. I don't like ultimately down inside. But I love Denis Villeneuve. Okay, I'm excited to see a Denis Villeneuve movie. And the last sci-fi movie that he made was brilliant. So I'm very oh, yeah. much looking Blade forward. Runner. Which is Arrival. I'm very much and looking Blade Runner. Forward. Blade Runner 2049. Oh, Blade oh. Runner. I'm sorry, Blade Runner was. You're right. I apologize. Which I I I wasn't actually crazy about. Sorry, but but I like. It was. I, liked I thought it was Arrival. amazing. But uh, but yeah. I mean, I mean, it but was, you're a sci-fi fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And think about how many. There's way more sci-fi fans out there to see that that want to see that. There's way more cinephiles out there that want to see that. And there's people that are just not going to the movies that want to watch new movies that are probably going to watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're set up for success, I think. So if this movie does well and they don't make another one, actually, this really this is upsetting news to me. Like I didn't <laughs> realize they were only doing one part, and if they don't make a second part, I'm going to be pissed. Derek, what I'm going to write them a strongly worded letter. I'm going to be like, <laughs> WB, you're a real bunch of jerks. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> anyway, Derek, that's what, not, that's Derek what did you think, man? What did you think, man? Um, Man, I don't know. I, that's awesome. Thank you. You're so wonderful. Great. <laughs> I appreciate the comment, dude. <laughs> so. I'm excited to see it. I, that's all. It's the only, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm still pumped to see the movie. I still have high oh expectations for the movie. And I'm really hoping that it's better than the first time they did this. <laughs> I I will be honest with you. that first one was, was not that great. I, I will be. Uh, I mean, it is. I am it's going, not. You're right. It's, it, I will be the first one to tell you. I know this is unpopular opinion, but I honestly like that first one, too. Here's here's the thing. I, I'm not here's shocked by that at all. Yeah, <laughs> we just heard what you said about Mortal Kombat. Yeah, no way. For sure. Uh, so it's probably the most coherent David Lynch movie ever. <laughs> so, not the, true. <laughs> not true. The first one just one of them, really stank of of a great story that didn't translate well to film, and they gutted things out of it. You can tell from the story, like no, there yeah. were all these. These these components that you can see were just kind of forced together because they'd cut giant chunks of middle story and, and story building and character building out. And it just didn't end so well. It, you know. it wasn't perfect. And I'm it, hoping I have high hopes for this new one. Oh, you you should. Well, I, I, just so you guys know, you should bow down to me as I am the God Emperor. Leto the second. No, moving on. So, <laughs> OK, all I've right, got well, something hey, in the news here. All right. All right. Derek, what, what do you got in the news for us, baby? Me. Okay. Um, 
First, I'll, we'll do a quick one here. Did you guys see that Michael Keaton was confirmed to be in the new Flash movie as Batman? Yes, I just saw that. Alongside Ben Affleck as Batman? And, 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 <laughs> Wait, and, 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 and the rumor of uh, Christian Bale also as Batman? Yeah. What? Yeah. Can you explain? Did they give you any context? So this makes there's, sense. There's, a, there's a number of times that characters like the Flash or Superman did it once. He, spe- he flew around the world so fast that he went back in time. And the Flash does something similar pretty regularly. And they're both in Marvel and DC are trying to branch out into the multiverse. So there's a million and one different directions that they can go to need multiple Batmans from different eras together. The part that made me excited was if Michael Keaton is there um aren't those the ones that were like tim burton films yes. basically yeah and so. i loved that aesthetic that was cool as shit so i'm gonna get to see that today <laughs> so yeah so okay so just to give you an idea eric so what they're doing is um the flash is going to be now touching on the multiverse that's what the movie is going to be it's going to be flashpoint where it's going to be touching on the multiverse and touching on different things and yes so the Michael Keaton character is for is is I don't know what Earth is called, but it's it's in the comic books he's considered Batman nineteen eighty nine. That's what he's called. He's called his series is called Batman nineteen eighty nine. He's the so if you look at the drawings of the comic book, that Batman it, it's Michael Keaton's Batman in in comic form. So that's what it is. Um, that's what they're going to be doing. Uh, there's rumors that Christian Bale is in talks to reprise his role. Uh, ben Affleck's definitely coming back. Now they announced um, that what's his name? Um, God, Godric <laughs> Cedric Diggory. What's his name? Uh, uh, what's his name? The guy, uh, the other dude, the guy from uh, Robert Twilight, Pattinson? Robert Pattinson. So they announced <laughs> oh, he's God. not. I, I'm, 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 I'm saying his Hogwarts name, Cedric Diggory. No. Um, Wait, so yeah, that's Robert- how you were able to distinguish <laughs> yes, yes, that yes. <laughs> Robert Pattinson was his Hogwarts name. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, I know his character. That's hilarious, name. dude. That's a very funny. <laughs> so Robert Pattinson is Batman. You know this. He's the Batman. And he He's is the newest one. He yeah. is gonna be yes, Batman. He's that. Batman year two, where it's the second full year of him being Batman. So he's a young Batman. Okay, so he's he's Bruce Wayne who's been back for over two years, and that's the whole thing. That's his story. So they they announced uh, a few months ago that his Batman lives in Earth Two. Okay, not Prime, which is where uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Ooh, how, is. how does this how does this tie into the Flash? The Flash. This is the, the tie into the Flash that he's not going to be a part of these movies. So the Flash isn't going to go to his Earth. Oh, so that's how they're and separating. It sounds like they didn't want to sign a contract with him. Yeah, probably. Because now that's why he can't get to the earth. Probably, and so that's why you also have the you also have the rumors of uh, what's his name, um, Ryan Coogler, or not Ryan Coogler, um, not Ryan Coogler, uh, uh, another director, uh, Tanahasi Coates. Um, oh God, it's his name. The, the writer, um, the African American writer. He's actually uh, writing a new Batman, uh, Superman. So there's probably going to be an African-American Superman because Henry Cavill's not going to be reprising his role as Superman anymore. Didn't they, um, aren't there kind of stirrings about, um, it just came to mind because of the Captain America, or not Captain America, the Bucky Falcon show. What am I talking about? Falcon and the Winter Soldier. There you go. Um, Which, I have there, you seen it? Have you been watching, dude? Have you been watching I haven't watched it yet. Dude, I will. dude, dude, I will be to. honest with you. The last episode 
was crazy deep and it went right into the whole racist aspect of you, Captain I, America. I want to watch it and I do and it just can't I'm I'm having a hard time cuz you guys keep on telling me shit to watch like I <laughs> Invincible <laughs> Like I got, like I'm got you pretty deep Invincible, Invincible right? bro, and it, it's good. Like I really so do. So fucking like. good, dude. Yeah, dude, I really do, and I never thought I would, but I do. Tomas, like three episodes ago, for anyone who's listening, just nonchalantly mentions this show Invincible is pretty good. You need to watch it, and that was it. And I'm like, whatever. I'll I'll just go and I on an off note just because he definitely didn't hype it. Just went to go watch it, and then I'm the one who's hyping this movie because it's fucking incredible. This yeah. show is cool. It is cool. Just, and I'm glad didn't, you didn't hype it because I probably wouldn't have wanted yes. to watch it as much. So that was a smart move. Yeah, no, no, yeah. It, it happens. It's like, it's like, I call it the American Pie effect. Because people, people got all like, oh, it's amazing. And I go see American Pie. I'm like, well, what the fuck, dude? I've seen Porky's. It's worse. So, <laughs> like, Porky's <sighs> is crazier. Anyways, but no, what I'm saying is that, like, so they made him Earth 2, his characters, but they're not going to touch on his Earth. But that's the whole thing. The whole thing is that the Flash is going to be going to these worlds and supposedly Michael Keaton's going to kind of be like his, like, uh, I don't know, his, his Alfred or his, not his Alfred. Um, like his, uh, his, what's the word? Like, like his, like, like mentor almost, you know, you know what I mean? So we'll see what's going to happen. And that, I mean, the crazy thing is, is that there's also talks of a Batman beyond TV show, which will have, um, uh, Michael Keaton play his character because the Batman beyond, is actually takes place in Michael Keaton's world per se. So I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see where it goes. I don't know. I, I, so, I'm excited. In other news. In other news. Oh, there's Doc Ock you guys, from Spider-Man 2. Actually, you, it's coming back. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my no. God. Did you guys you see, see that? that the, nope. Don't okay. care. Bro. Amazon. Don't tell me you do not like Spider-Man 2. No, I don't. The, the Tobey Maguire I, I do, one? I do not amazing. like Tobey Maguire. No, but I watched, there was three Tobey Maguire ones, right? Yes. Yes. We're going to talk and about number of, three. We're going to talk about three. Okay. <laughs> and I do not, I don't know, I saw all of them, and I don't remember being like, oh, these are really great. That was like no, when they superhero they movies started coming great. up. I'm sorry. If you want a good Spider-Man movie, matter of fact, if you want a good animated Marvel movie in the last into the Spider Verse, that's amazing. That's That's an incredible drop the mic. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. Part two comes out October second. FYI, I know. I'm excited. So so as soon as that movie occurred, the (laughs) Tobey Maguire movies were soon quickly forgotten. No one cares anymore. We barely care about the new guys. Tom Holland Tom is Holland great. Tom, he's good, dude. His he is, is great. He's great. But it wasn't Spider-Verse, okay? Can I tell you guys something? I didn't watch any of the Tom Holland ones. <laughs> They're yeah. good. They're good. They're all right. They're all right. Well, I mean, they, 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 work, they work within the world of the MCU. That's what it is. Yeah, they they're, not, they're not special. They're not pivotal. They're, they're all right. They're good. Should we just start calling this show Marvel on the Rock? <laughs> should, we, should we do that? No, I'm, because I'm, I'm trying I'm, to transition to Amazon and Lord of the Rings. Okay, okay. Good. sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Derek. They finished the first season. Okay. Did you see the episode? Four hundred and sixty-five million dollars. How many for episodes? The first season. I think it's how many episodes? I think it's going to be like uh, eight. It's usually eight or ten, eight. but yeah, I think it's that eight, is though. like fifty mil an episode. I mean, a lot of money. I mean, do you know how much it was for Game of Thrones? Right. I know they spend a lot of money on Game of Thrones. I know Game of Thrones at its at its high point. Much, no, at its high point, they spent like the most, like twelve or fifteen million. In which episode? You, 
Yeah. This is not 50 million. I was being, I was overshooting. No, no, you're close. It's, it's close. That's what I'm saying. It's in like 30 to 40. No, 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 no. If it was 8 million, if it was eight episodes, let's say 465 divided by eight, you're talking $58 million. Oh, I was right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Your math is, your math is right. I'm really glad I'm here. Yeah. Super expensive. So what is this? My, my point was not that they spent a shit ton what of money, but what does that mean? Well, I mean, that's the point I'm taking away from this is okay. that they spent a shit ton okay. of money on each one of those episodes. All right. So not to get back on Marvel. You know, I mean, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier for six no. episodes. Why? They spent Why? No, 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 no. But what to give it context. Falcon and the Winter Soldier for the for the show they spent a hundred and sixty five million dollars for a six episode show, okay, hundred sixty five million dollars U S for six episodes, which is crazy. It's crazy. That that's yeah, about it's like mar- 20, 30, 30. But then if you think about like it, that? that's about that's how much a Marvel movie usually is. Like one of the cheaper Marvel movies is about million? that much. No, 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 no. One sixty five. One sixty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Divided by six, it's twenty-seven. It's almost thirty million. Yeah, but we're saying, but but, but it's it's a six-hour movie, basically. You could say, but in the grand scheme of things, one hundred sixty-five dollars budget for Marvel right now is a meager budget. It's a lower end of their spectrum for a budget. Okay, they're usually their budgets are now around two hundred, two hundred and fifty. But you're talking. Do they make the same kind of money? Like that's the thing is like money in, money out, right? Do these TV shows make as much as movies do? I don't know. I don't know. But all I'm saying is. All I'm saying is this, is that $465 million for any movie is out of control. I mean, that, we're going to get to a point that's going to cost I, a billion know. dollars to make a movie. <laughs> yeah, we don't know of any movies that have cost that much to make. We don't. Ever. I don't think Avatar talk costs no. that much to make. No. It probably costs around $300 million, okay? But, like, either way... That's four hundred and sixty. Would you say four hundred and something million? Sixty-five. Four sixty-five. Four hundred sixty-five for eight episodes. Me, me, let's say it's ten. Let's just say it's ten episodes. That's forty-six million dollars an episode. When there's films, and this is okay, guys. I'm going to get controversial. Oh, here we go. This is one of the reasons why I have a hard time <laughs> with superhero movies. There's films that 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 because are they're winning all the jobs and all the money right now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but there's films that making... not getting any more Barry Lyndon right now. <laughs> well, that's, the, that's the point. Like, listen, there's there's films that are being made for far less money. Yeah, that are way more impactful on mm-hmm. the culture mm-hmm. than anything else. True. You know, th- there's some movies but like, not, but that's not the that's not who Warner Brothers is or Marvel is. I know it's so movie frustrating. Studio. You're right. Not anymore. Not anymore. Not right. anymore. They're, they're the investors. They're not artistic. You're they're right. Investing. You're right. You're right. And like that's the thing. Like I, I, I can't get mad about that. Like I, I literally like was about to go on a tirade, and then you said that and I was like, "You're right." There's nothing I could say. <laughs> so for, for, yeah. for, for right now, I mean, th- those are the things that that's kind of the world we live in at the moment. Is that for you to be an artist, you have to make the movie a movie in a with a with a meager budget, but that will have some semblance of you know, some type of, you know, look to it that's going to attract some of the higher students because all they're doing now, like like, like Derek said, all they're doing now is just say, okay, we'll give you distribution. That's it. They're not making the movies 100% now. Now it's just these smaller production companies that are making movies. Like, case in point, I watched that movie Little Things that was on HBO. That was, um, a, I guess you could say it's a smaller movie, even though it had Denzel Washington, Jared Leto. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and Remy Malik. And 
honestly, I mean, that was a. I would think that out of my head, I was like, this is like a small, cool, like dramatic motion picture. You know, it was a cool like detective movie who done it kind of thing, and you know, true crime. But that movie in the theaters would have made dick. Well, because it was bad. That's why. But even if it wasn't bad, even if it wasn't bad, it that wasn't holds true on both sides. It wasn't going to make any money in general. It's just a small art movie that people, a small true crime thriller that somebody made that wanted to make it. You know what I mean? Like the guy who directed okay, so here's a the question guy who did Highwaymen on Netflix, which is a much might, better movie. This might break your brain a little bit, okay? So there's whenever you're forming a product, right? You the demographic to which you appeal focus become groups. your customers. Focus right? groups. Focus groups. And so if your demographic and the audience to which you appeal is small, you only have a small chance at making a bunch of money, right? Mm-hmm. You only have so many people that'll come to it. So by definition, right, whenever you make a niche film about skateboarding, let's say, right? Only skateboarders are gonna give a shit, right? So you can only expect to make so much money. Maybe the posh film industry, the Barry Lyndons out there, <laughs> they're just a small demographic. They're, they're the skateboarding documentary enthusiasts. Okay, <laughs> That hurts me on a lot of levels. So, so here's the thing. I'm not saying you're wrong. You can enjoy whatever you want, dude. The prob- but you're that tiny demographic and they're well, investing in... Whatever makes money, which apparently right now, and it's got Tomas wrapped around its finger. He it sure does. It's got you too, bro. It's both of you. Oh, they yeah. got you right oh, 100%. They got you grabbed you by the dick no and balls, bro. No, no no and, and you know what? And, and they do that and they give us the common decency for a reach around, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 100% accurate. I ain't gonna Listen. lie. No, no, but 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 there's toys, there's magazines, there's comics, there's daytime but listen, shows. Listen, guys. Okay, you're listen. You're right in what you're saying. I like it. It like it bothered me to hear you say that because <laughs> what you're saying is correct. Okay, it's hard to argue. There's, I think there's a small like there's there's not a well there's a ton of people that think they're filmmakers on YouTube, but I'm saying there's not like oh there's, yeah, that's I know, a controversial was, look. Oh I know, no, that was, look at. Shots was fired. Probably, Shots yeah, fired. It was, it was a hot take. That was a hot take. But there's there's a lot of I think that there's filmmakers out there. Like if you even look at your like Quentin Tarantinos or your Martin Scorsese's or your David Fincher's or your Paul Thomas Anderson's, these guys are still making films. Yeah. That to me are far more impactful than yeah. the fucking endgame movie. I'm sorry, <laughs> I know you guys like it. But it's not that like you it's know not what? that. You know powerful. what you're describing to me? You know what you're what? describing to me? Oh shit. And a pretentious you... son of a bitch. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. No, what? no, no, no. At, no. at cut and dry, you were describing somebody who has found something they're into and is taking part and enjoying in a culture. Yeah. That's yeah. all about it all okay. day long. But you sound like me the first time I saw Ninja Turtles. <laughs> okay? It was moving my life. I loved it. It. I had a new oh respect for watching God. movies. It was incredible. I wanted to be a superhero. Hold on. Wait. Wait. Time out. Wait. Which one are we talking about, though? 
<laughs> and then which Ninja Turtles? Yes. They're all good. They're all good. Besides That's what you took from that. The, the first two I'm, are great. I'm, I'm wondering. Sorry, I'm wondering if, if we're talking about the Ninja Turtle from like 1990, or we're yeah, talking the first about two. or we're talking about the last one that came out recently that was all like. Oh, Michael I'm talking Bain. about the ones from 99. <laughs> he was he wasn't he was still in the womb when we watched the ones that originally came yeah. out. I saw it on VHS, which counts for something. Okay. I mean. Okay. I mean, any movie that has Corey Feldman as the voice of Donatello is a classic. <laughs> I believe he was Raphael. I'd like you to get your no, facts no, no, together. No, no, no. You want to look it up? I'd... I think Mr. Fact Check is going to make an appearance. Oh, she's both. Okay. Okay. He's, he's I think both we need to. I'm go going ahead. to. I'm go going, I'm going to the phone. Page. I'm but going Corey to the phone. Feldman Who is was, it? Corey Feldman was the voice of Donatello, I believe, in the first two movies. He was Donatello. Gonna... Oh, son of a gun. I was first movie, he was Donatello. You... Second movie, was he Raphael? He, uh, no, he I'll was not. Off. He was not. He was Donatello again. It was the same guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. When I'm wrong, I can admit it. I apologize. I, didn't, I, didn't I was wrong. Know. I do I not admit no because idea. Mortal Kombat was an amazing cinematic experience. Oh, God. <laughs> you see how we come back? There you go. You see there how you we go. come back? I'm not, I'm not going back to that. Everything's, <laughs> it's everything is, everything is circular. It is time, <laughs> as they say, for a refill. There's nothing else to talk about, gentlemen. We're going to go ahead and go to refill, everybody. So we will see you back here in 30 seconds. Enjoy your time. Go ahead, take a piss, take a shit, whatever you want. I mean, it's editing, the magic of editing. So we'll be back in 30 minutes anyways. You can pause this. Bye. back from the refill hopefully everybody took a piss or a shit or whatever you need to do to to empty out whatever you're doing as far as you know asmr and um <laughs> and and right now so since we're doing that does anybody did anybody change their drinks i did uh i just refilled yeah i refilled. i i changed i did add some zero products to my to my vodka because I realized it was not a good That's idea. Right to <laughs> too good. You're too good for that. That is very true. Yeah, I have yeah. fine tastes as a fine, classy <laughs> so, man. So, yeah. Uh, so, what, what do you, what do you, what do you now? What are you now mixing with your vodka? I put in A and W zero because I think oh, it's the oh. it's the. <laughs> Oh. First of all, <laughs> the fuck is that sound? Yeah, I know that's like the, oh. the most oh. snooty, like, that's the sound of the lexicon of the culture right now. Okay, no. you made that up. Oh. But A and W, but A and W zero is to me besides which you guys I know it's new. I would take a take a shot at it. I'm not a huge Dr Pepper guy. But Dr. Pepper Zero and AW Zero taste almost exactly you know, like the regular. I keep looking for Dr. Pepper Zero and I can't find it down here. Dude, dude. because you know why? Because they're like, people are like, whoa, this tastes like Dr. Zero. <laughs> Dr. Uh, Dr. Dr. Pepper. Zero? Yeah, no. Dr. Zero tastes like Dr. Pepper. And oh. this shit has no calories in it. So oh. <laughs> it's not a thing, Tomas. It's not a thing. It will be now. I am but a for fucking real. trend center. Get Dr. Pepper Zero. 
it's a wonderful i i wish dr it's pepper was say to all our listeners to, yeah <laughs> get dr pepper zero because that shit tastes like dr pepper straight uh, up i i i every time i go so to like, the supermarket dude i try to look for it and it's not here yet hopefully yeah I'm hoping because it gets every, no it's because it's there but no it's selling out every time hundred <laughs> like, we're, we're, we're like one minute in and we're on a tangent so i'm just gonna dive into this um <laughs> you guys have skipped over vanilla coke zero which no. is incredible it That's, is the no. best that's that doesn't get that doesn't get a ho 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 for me no no I've never A&W had that thing we're not trying to get it A and W does because that you find in your malt shoppies in That's your true. in your uh, as That's a true. as your your, uh, your malt as a, shoppy yes yes you know I have your, a friend that says your, that all your, the time your your soda fountains as they say no. <laughs> no. I mean, it's true though. Like, uh, co- uh, you know, Coke Vanilla. Like, how I I didn't even know they made a Coke Vanilla Zero. So it, yes, it's incredible because Coke Zero to me doesn't. It's not doesn't taste I know that why, close to Coke. I know why Derek. The same. Likes it. I know why Derek likes it. You know, because he's pretentious or he's arrogant. No, because he's Which white. One? Oh, <laughs> ooh, racism. Uh. Ooh. I mean, Are you implying give him a break. I don't have enough flavor or spice in give my Derek diet to break, appreciate the difference between real no, Coke no. and Coke Zero? Give Derek a break. His people have been through a lot. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> no. those, those, I'll tell you, those Belgians, man. They've been going through a lot of it's stuff. Over white. They're the least fucked with demographic. And that's the whole point of what's been going on for the saying. last 200 years. I'm behind you. I'm behind you. I'm behind you, Derek. I get it. Okay. Those redneck Canadians, I tell you, bro. Oh. <laughs> uh. I love Derek the is the least the white. No, no, wait, hold the, on. Derek I'm, is I'm, the least white guy that I I've know ever he met. is. He is. So he I'll is, give him that is, yes. for our viewers. He's yes. the greatest. Yes. You know? No. No. Yeah. He's I'm my favorite of Derek. the white guys. I love. I no, love I'm making, here. I love making him squirm, which is the best part of my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is it's, funny. It is great. Just watching if Derek. I can hear you. But he's constantly squirming. He is. He's like ho 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 ho. So, so as for me, as for me, I did change it up. I changed it up. I went, I went to crack him with a cold zero. Of course you did, oh because he needed to say it once. <laughs> That's what I needed. That's exactly what I needed. Yes, the yes, cracking. Yes. The cracking with cold zero. I kind of, I, I feel like, I feel like Uncle Scrooge. Kind of. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm 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 gonna like really have my so I'm one of my 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 closest filmmaking buddies oh, and I'm gonna say his name man. Adam Kess <laughs> it's it's important this is an important thing I need to say okay <laughs> Adam really is it yes, Marvel it's important? important he's no it's far more important than Marvel <laughs> so my fi- my filmmaking buddy Adam Castillo he's oh. awesome. He is dating. A, he is dating a <laughs> Scottish girl, and I'm gonna have her listen. I'm gonna have her listen to this because you your Scottish accent is so bad that I cannot wait to hear what <laughs> she horrible. has to say about it's it. It's horrible. It's horrible. I, it's I offensive, mean, I, Danny. If I could, if I could, if I could really do the Scottish accent, I would do it, and I just just say shit unintelligently. Just be like, oh, yeah, kind of. Dude, I think you're trying to say speaking Gaelic because. <laughs> That's a language I mean, that yeah, people know. That's like the character in like in Brave that one of the sons is like the big fat son and he just he just talks and you just don't understand a fucking word he says. None of them do when they're Scottish. Oh, yeah, I mean <laughs> I'm just dude. Some people have you, thick accents, sure. Like every time this girl says anything, I'm like engaged <laughs> to the max. 
Because I'm like, what, just, how is she like, gonna say it? You're like, you're like, did she say a bad word? I want to hear her say "cunt" one time. No, she said so. Like, it's you're Scottish, just a like, stupid fucking cunt. <laughs> I'm just trying to get. I want to like nail that accent. And it's a harder one to nail. And you like, know, she's she says "good." She good. didn't say "good." good. She says "good." It's having a good time. It's good. <laughs> good. Sorry. No, sorry. you know, dude. Like when I was a, when I was in high school. Okay, another fucking tangent. When I was in high school, the greatest representation of the Scottish accent was was Robert was the character Robert Carlyle's character in in fucking Train Spotting. You know, oh, it yeah. was oh god, yeah. everything's like you fucking goods. You know, but he was like outrageously high yes, in the entire yes, film. Yes, yeah. and then, of course, no, no. Then and then of course, there's that um, there's you and McGregor's little uh, little diatribe in the beginning that choose life, choose television, choose fucking. <laughs> it's not the worst. I'm gonna be honest. His is not no. the worst. His and is his, not the worst. Tomas is not the worst. His, and he's actually toned it down. To be honest with you, recently, have you noticed that? Like he doesn't even sound Scottish half the time anymore. No, except when he's in, like, I saw him in an interview, so crazy. I saw him in an interview with Gordon Elliott, um, that show on, I, I, have you guys watched Gordon Elliott before on uh, BBC America? Uh, it's kind of like, he's so. kind of like England's version of like Johnny Carson, but way racier and funnier. But, uh, but he had, he was on an interview of it and he was talking about how, you know, it's been a while since, you know, he's been in the Star Wars movies, but he's, he's still pretty well known. And so it was um he was dropping his son off at school and and the kids like he's like is your dad like they're it's scottish whatever he's like he's like is your dad is your dad like in the what does your dad do for the oh he's in the movies and he's like oh yeah what movies have he done well he's done a few things here and there and he's like oh my, my dad was in star wars and he's like he's like oh who was he and he's like well he was one of the jedis and the son was like oh he's kind of dancing around the fact and the kids like and the kids look he's, and of course it's I guess his in this conversation, his Scottish, his Scottish accent came through because like, he's like, "I'm fucking Obi Wan Kenobi." Like, just, <laughs> well, you, you have to, you have. I'm totally, day. I'm totally killing it. But you need to look up the video. It is fucking fantastic. He's like, "I'm fucking Obi Wan Kenobi." <laughs> well, I mean, I think Hugh and McGregor is like from Detroit, so. I mean, <laughs> I- I oh think my so gosh! Too. I think so too. I think so too. But I love I love Scottish accents, dude. I love them, man. So your 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 boy is the shit. She is the shit, and her accent. She, first of all, she's the shit because she's just a great human. But like her accent just elevates her to another level. Oh my god, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. All right, yeah. so now that we are back from the refill, that we've done the duty of giving our new drinks. And uh, and uh, talking about um, Eric's new highfalutin it's time for uh, ratings, highfalutin drinkless. His A and W with oh vodka. My God. <laughs> <sighs> All right, so this motion picture this week, uh, it was of course in uh, in in great fashion, was chosen by uh, Derek. Uh, and uh, the motion picture we're talking about is the the eighties western classic. No, 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 not even, not even close. Okay, well, the eighties, eighties, eighties Western film, modern Western film. Yeah, I guess you could say eighties, like weird young actor vehicle. Sure, MTV style. I feel like you were just putting three words together, like that one show that Eric watches: egg protein baskets. Maybe like, like that's just what happened there. Like umbrella. Hippos. Oh my God! Can we move on to the fucking Sorry. automobiles? Sorry. I apologize. Sorry. Yeah. No. Okay. So the motion picture was is Young Guns. It's a. Uh, it stars. Uh, it has a pretty 
pretty badass cast. It has um, uh, Emilio Estevez. Uh, it has uh, Charlie Sheen, um, also known as Carlos Estevez, if you look at his uh, actual birth certificate. Uh, That's true. <laughs> That's very true. True. Uh, it has a, a, a young Dermot Mulroney. It has a young Casey Samasco, who's actually a pretty good, he's an all right character. He did all right for himself. He's done quite a bit of movies. Uh, it has uh, Terry O'Quinn. It has Lou Diamond Phillips. It's got fucking Brian Keith in it. It's got Kiefer uh, Sutherland. Kiefer you forgot about Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, Terrence Stamp. Well, no, I'm, I'm trying to go through everything in my mind. Uh, it's got who else? Uh, Jack, the great Jack Palance. Yes, uh, I forgot it. Yes, uh, I mean, I mean, it's got quite a few people. Terry O'Quinn is the guy from Lost, right? Yes, and he was also Howard Hughes in uh, The Rocketeer. Okay. So there you okay. go. Um, just, you know, we're gonna that go, is we're gonna... B side, bro. Wow. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what I'm. That's that's what I'm here for. I'm here for B sides. Oh no, God. And to make this to make this podcast. <laughs> Mother. Okay. The movie. The synopsis. All right. All right. Yeah, no, that's it. you. You picked Here's it. Go ahead, Go ahead. Go ahead, dude. A group of young gunmen led by Billy the Kid become deputies to avenge the murder of their rancher who became their benefactor. But when Billy takes their authority too far, they become the hunted. Dun, dun, dun. That's, a, that's, a, that's a good synopsis. It's a song. Nah, it's really, really not. Not if you're if you've seen. Did you movie. write it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I thought you did. It was good. So okay, so anyway. let's, let's let's talk about this movie, Derek. Since it's your Please. movie, why don't you go ahead and start us off here, baby? All right. So uh, I, I've never seen this movie before. Uh, I picked I'm it. Surprised. And, Me uh, too. I'm surprised. Me too. Wow. A little bit, yeah. Because a lot of these actors I'm I'm familiar with, I've seen in a lot of other films. I enjoy watching them work, and uh, I think that's part of the reason why it drew me in. Is I saw that this thing existed, and it had a bunch of people that I was familiar with, and I was like, "Why not? I, I can enjoy a good western from time to time, especially if it's done well." And my my thoughts were quickly swayed whenever that intro music started and it was very <laughs> very unabashedly 80s yeah. um and it's not that i dislike the 80s music it's just it's this is a fucking western okay <laughs> so uh that's exactly what i wrote as soon as i saw the beginning i was like I, I wrote i literally wrote this this is verbatim i put uh dot 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 what is this beginning credits <laughs> that's what i put i mean yeah, I mean, because, like, I, I don't have anything that's 80s music. I don't have anything that's, like, Westerns in general. But, like, this is a Western, and you're playing pop music. And I'm sitting here like, I mean, you're definitely appealing to the wrong demographic. This part did not age well. <laughs> not at all. No, not sir. At all. I mean, no, sir. I mean, I mean, it was, yeah, it was. All right, continue, bro. Continue. There's more. The, There's funny, so the weird thing is, is, it's just that intro. Those... A lot of those um, like '80s tunes, those music selections, aren't really as as bad or as noticeable throughout the rest of the film. It's just no. that intro. No, well, no, I beg to differ. I'm gonna go ahead and fast forward to the John Kinney uh, horse horse chase when they when they went through the thorns. That was a pretty fucking horrible horse chase scene. <laughs> when mm, they're like running fair. through the thorns, and it was like it was like electronic music. I'm like. Yeah, that's not real Western, dude. I don't know what you're that's saying. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> I think you guys are failing to 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 recognize that that was a 
artistic take. Okay, <laughs> that was. Mm. And they were trying to it take the modern. It was the oh. wrong take. Hey, man! Like, listen, that's not for you to decipher. Okay, that's, <laughs> that's up to the filmmaker. But like, I think they were trying to do like a you know is a it? western film with modern music. If it appealed to me based on the the cast and you know the trailer and the aesthetic, then. Probably my opinion is the one they were trying to win, right? Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. You're right. You know, you know what? I, you know what? You know, to me, this movie, this movie, like, I ain't gonna lie. I mean, and I don't know if anybody's even gonna understand this reference, but to me, it, this is my thought completely. The intro to that movie, this movie, <laughs> reminded me of like the intro to like Silk Stockings or those late night, those late night USA TV shows that would be on the weekends in the nineties. <laughs> It just was for like, me, this entire intro was like watching the beginning of the Goonies. It was it was like watching the beginning of the Goonies, where it's just a bunch of abstract kind of pullback scenes. You're just watching what's happening, and it's just '80s music playing the whole time. Yeah, but that Except was good. It worked in the Goonies. That was good. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't work over here. That was good. That was good. Yeah. This there's actually that's actually a director, Richard Donner. Uh, uh, this movie was directed by. Chris <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, this is a movie. Bird. I ain't gonna lie. You know, let's, let's we're here to tell it like it is, my friends. And this movie picture was directed by uh, somebody Christopher named Kane. Christopher Kane. And the and when I, I had to when research I, him, yeah, I had to research when, him. I, when I saw that name, I was like, who? He had some bangers though. Gone fishing, guys. Yeah, I mean, bro, <laughs> banger. Bro. <laughs> Banger, bro. Let's, t- Prove let's me talk wrong. A- let's talk Prove about his. Wrong. Let's talk about his uh, his catalog here, shall we? He did uh, he did pure country too? Oh no 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 no! What about the next Karate Kid? Oh yeah, that was mm. the other one. Yes. I was like second <laughs> banger, bro. Two bangers, <laughs> or, pure, or, two bangers. or the first pure country <laughs> with George Strait. Oh God! Mm, wait, go. wait, wait, wait! I didn't look at the whole thing. I just looked for like <laughs> things that, that that popped out, and those are the two. That was one of them. Oh my God! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, bro. <laughs> can, I, can I can I talk about the music real quick since we're on it right now? Go Is that ahead. okay? Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Knock so, yourself out. Let me tell you this. I think that it was probably you got to get to remember. You got to have to pull your brains and your bodies and your psyches back to 1988 when this film came out. <laughs> and they were doing something special. They were taking Western films and they were pulling in modern music. Okay, when's the last time you saw that 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 was good? Probably only one movie ever in your life, and that would be Django Unchained. Brilliant. Okay, really great job. Did a good job of taking in modern music and putting it on top of. But again, you know that's Quentin Tarantino. I mean, so, no, but I know, mean, hold but, on, hold on, hold on. If you really want to say something crazy, I think that probably the best representation of that is a Knight's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> taking modern music and putting it in another era is fantastic. In My Tale. wife, I'm going to tell you a story about the Knight's Tale. My I love that movie. That I ain't movie gonna lie. Twice in the movie theater, <laughs> I saw that and movie. she. She went on a date with somebody that she didn't want to go on a date with just to watch that film again. Oh, I love that movie. I watch that movie every chance I fucking get, dude. Wow, I'm gonna have to tell her about this. You guys you might be soulmates. Is, you and my wife might be soulmates, buddy. A yeah. great movie. <laughs> but 
It's not pivotal. The best, it's just the a best, great movie. The best line in that whole fucking movie is the part when he says, "I wrote the I wrote the uh, <laughs> the story of the Duchess," and he's like, "Well, we're not going to hold that against you." And he's like, "Well, yeah, it was allegorical." And he's like, "I'm not going to hold that against you." <laughs> it's just like it's just it's just the dumbest line in the whole movie. And I will fong you. Tell your tell your wife that I say that I told you I will fong you. Okay, well, I'll let her know. I don't know what that means, but I can't wait to talk to her about it. So, yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a weird conversation, even. <laughs> but either way, I will. I'm going to say that to her, so be prepared. Let me, let me tell you this: since we get back on subject, Marvel movies. Okay, no, no. The music, though all original, will age with the movie because it was created for the movie. Yes. Versus pulling pop tunes, which I'm not saying is wrong, but pulling pop tunes dates the movie inevitably. But there's no pop tunes in this. There's movie. no pop. Yeah, there isn't. Like they, they, they literally the created the movie to be modern, and all the music is electronic, and there's no pop music in it. If you're talking to say, okay, like we're talking about a, a Knight's Tale, it uses like classic rock as all of its music except for a few things some themes some hero themes is it classic rock songs i've never seen a knight's tale so is are it you classic serious? rock are you songs? kidding me yeah no okay, i'm not so, all right, so <laughs> you need to watch it you need to watch it actually you you might enjoy it so like they use so like the scenes with the jousting in the movie they use we will rock you from queen i mean it's pretty fucking hilarious oh, okay. it's it's actually no they I, I ain't gonna lie like they use some things in the motion picture you're just like that's pretty fucking clever. Like, there's a dude during the during the jousting scenes who's one, like a vendor in the stands, and he's like, "Rats meat and hogs meat, rats meat, hog wine." He's like selling in the fucking stands, rats meat and hog wine, and he's like, you know, it's 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 clever. I ain't gonna lie, the movie has its clever moments, and I, I just, I, it's very charming for me. Right. But well, this we're not talking picture, about that today. Yes, no, no, no. <laughs> But in comparison to this movie, this movie is shite, as the Scottish were saying, shite. Okay? It's worse than the pimple on a hog's arse. Okay? Because it's... I'm so interested to see what you guys think, so please keep going. <laughs> uh, this is very interesting to me. Derek, and I'm, go, I, go I would like Derek to go next. I want Derek no, 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 to go no, no. You have. Derek, I want going. to... Keep going, Derek. This is Derek's time. I keep I keep taking Derek, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute myself because I'm going to shut the fuck up now. Okay. <laughs> He literally muted himself, by the way. Perfect. <laughs> That's what we all need a little bit of. Okay? It won't last. I won't even finish no, this sentence not before for he does it. Yeah. Okay? He's unmuting. There he goes. All right. So, I don't know. I uh, The music definitely pulled me out. It it, it didn't... Like, I, I wasn't immersed in the story. And um, as much as I wanted to care about all these characters, there really wasn't much character building, honestly. Like... We don't. We have all these characters that have tremendous talents, and we got next to none of their background story, um, or or have any reason to really care about them, um, other than the actors that are portraying these people. And so I think that's kind of what they were banking on is like when you watch an actor pass, you know, or get shot or whatever that you care about, then you're you're like misconstruing the actor. And you caring for the actor versus the character, I think. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I think for me... I wasn't talking to you, Tomas. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, please. <laughs> oh, fuck off. 
<laughs> I think no, I think the only real character I think that really had any backstory, which of course set the movie up in general, was Tunstall. Because I mean, they mentioned he was an earl and he came over the you know across the ocean. You know, he came across the pond, but it was, it, that was all like too because he's been in the movie. He was in the movie for thirteen seconds. I and mean, he died literally, right he died, and he died, and, and and horribly, but he died. But it set up like this whole like Avengers style thing. I mean, that's, 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 that's talking about Marvel baby. for these kids, Renegades, talking baby. about Marvel, talking about Marvel. <laughs> they were like the Avengers with this, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I was, dude, there you go. Did you, okay, did you guys notice the the quote? No. Please tell me you heard the quote. What quote are you Which talking? One? About? Yeah, there's. The one, the one that Casey Zamasco said, regulators, you gotta be, you gotta be quick with the steel, not, not some geek off the street. Oh yeah, yeah, baby, regulators, mount up. <laughs> you don't know that song I'm talking about, dude? God, you're no. so white, Derek. <laughs> I guess apparently, apparently. It's so funny because he's not even really white. <laughs> Sorry, Derek. My point again. I'm super drunk, Derek. So I'm gonna get behind anything that he says that's funny. So I apologize. <laughs> Derek, no, go no, ahead. no, dude. No, Derek. It's the it's the intro to the song "Regulate" by Warren G. It's actually they actually took it from this movie. They actually have the, that. It, it's actually took it from. The I don't movie. know. I don't know if it's so much because he's not white, or if it's that he's. I mean, that he's so oh much God. that he's white. Sorry, that he's white, or if it's so he's much so that young. he's. He's yeah, so he's young. young. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, because you would have been like five years old when the song came out, honestly, honestly, to be honest with you. <sighs> I wasn't born when this movie came out. <laughs> this is, Which is oh, crazy. That's right. This is 88, okay. isn't it? It was 88, wasn't yeah. it? Wow, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. And you were about two years old when part two came out. So, yeah, totally. I thought about watching that, but after seeing the first one, I don't, I don't have... Too much hope. Can I talk about that real quick? Is it yeah, cool if ahead. I chime in here? Go ahead. So, like, ahead. Uh, it's, uh, when watching this film, uh, I realized that I had seen Young Guns 2. I don't think I'd ever seen Young Guns 1. Yeah. This is the first time for me. me, Which is funny because I thought I saw it. But when I was watching this movie, I was like, I've never, I don't remember any of this. So I don't think I've seen it. Young Guns is actually probably. Was it any good? Young Guns 2? Probably not. Like, because I I, I don't know. I'd have to watch it again. But when I remember, so when I, we had first got HBO. When I it was probably 1990, I love, and I they love pushed Young Guns too so hard, dude. And I watched it probably like 15 times because I was, you know, a young kid. Put on the, I was like seven or eight years old. Put on the, put on the HBO. They're watching Young Guns. Young Guns is on, so I probably watched it about 15 times. Um, and I don't remember anything about Young Guns one. I don't remember much about Young Guns two when I think about it now. But I. Almost entirely sure I've never seen Young Guns one until till today, uh, which I watched it literally about four minutes before we started watching this. I finished it, <laughs> but um, uh-huh. I personally, when it came to the music, I do think that they were trying to do something that didn't work out. Unfortunately for them, uh, I it was insanely distracting. I agree with you, Derek. Like there was almost. Every moment where I would, every time it played, I was like, this doesn't fit. This doesn't feel right. Whereas when you're watching like a Quentin Tarantino movie where he blends music a lot, especially with crossing genres like uh, in Django where he breaks out like some Rick Ross and it just makes sense. This doesn't. You know, it no, didn't, it, it didn't, and it also, he wasn't using like an artist, like the director wasn't using an artist. It was just like, 
you know, s- some composure that was making like rock music on top of this Western film or like electronic rock music on top of this Western film. So it was distracting. Uh, although there was things about it that were way more distracting than music, but we'll get into that in a minute. But I'd like you guys to continue talking about what you were talking about there. Cause I think we cut you off. Yeah. Mm, I mean, it's kind of par for the course at this point. Um, so <laughs> sorry, <laughs> hole in one baby. I feel like um, there was a little bit of, um, I don't know if maybe it's lazy writing or maybe just lazy story to storytelling, but like it, that the, you're, I'm only ever half invested in any part of this movie. And, and so it just keeps progressing to the next phase after the next phase after the True. next phase. And, and it never, um, it never really hooks you in a sense that makes you like, like I, at no point did I feel like I was, um, like at the whole time I've been watching this movie, I could have paused it, walked away, and never finished the movie and been totally happy. It would have been fine. I wouldn't have ever cared. Like I didn't care what was happening in the rest of the story. I didn't need to finish it. It was fine. Like, I, um, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't emotionally invested in Charlie Sheen's character dying at all. I didn't. I mean, I'm yeah. really glad you said that because I wasn't either. I didn't really care. I mean, I, I was. I was like, oh, now they are sad. <laughs> Not, not that I am sad. Now they are sad, right? The, and so, I mean, like, what are they? Like, a, like a Western emo band? I mean, it's like they're oh they're constantly fighting over. I mean, Brian, and also my my question is in that scene, like, what happened to Brian Keith's character? Did he just like, die on the shitter? Is that what he did? I don't even know what happened, dude. To that that's guy. another thing. Like, what? Okay, so that scene when 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 Charlie Sheen dies, like, did that guy get killed? That was shooting at them. Like, they shot up the latrine or whatever the outhouse mm-hmm. and then they just like rode away on their steeds and were like everything is good and then there was that one moment where Kiefer sutherland turned back and was like i miss you my friend and then walked like you know <laughs> that was it strutted away in the sunset like it made no sense there were so many so many moments in this film that made no sense but if like, we're I mean- gonna Go ahead. It was crazy. That was just, that was just one thing. But there, keep, continue, bro. Continue. Um. No, I mean that was the, the thing that kind of I think really cemented in my opinion of this movie was how it ended. Like we've got characters who have been given a little bit of power so that they can right the wrongs, and then they abuse the power, and then they get chased out of town, and that's just. Stand by me ending. So and so went off to do this. So and so went off to do that. Word has that they've done this. Like, come on. Like, oh, you talked about the end, right? Yes. Yeah. It was. It was. It was like I mean, that. that was I thought that was by me ending. And stand by me did it great, but here, no. so did, it was so, did lazy so, did, here. so did Sandlot. Sandlot did it amazingly. It was lazy yeah. here because we didn't really have much development of any of the characters so we didn't really care about them that's why it seemed lazier here where in stand by me you got like developed characters you got also the sandlight like you 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 got at least some developed characters in that movie too it's not like insane development but you got developed characters so you care about them a little bit more where in this film i didn't really care about what was happening you know like i didn't care like when charlie sheen died i was like oh Charlie Sheen died, and I usually love when they well, kill off main that characters. character again. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it's like <laughs> and I usually like that when they kill off main characters. But I was like, Charlie Sheen had like fourteen lines before this movie before and, he and, died, and and mm-hmm. his his best line in the movie was him saying Fargan 
what the fuck is a Fargan? I was, I was like, I heard him say Fargan, and I had the subtitles, and I'm like, did it really say Fargan instead of fucking? He said Fargan. Like, what, are they, were they trying to create a word? And hold on a second. Now, now here's my next question. My next question is this. Was the fucking West truly that disgusting? I mean, that dirty? Honestly. I mean, it was it almost like it's almost a fucking running gag at this point that, What's that? if you What's, if you, if you make a movie in the that? western, if you make a western, everybody's got to fart nastily in the fucking shitter. Like, I mean, it's just it's part of the joke. I, I don't know, man. Maybe I, dude, I, it's I, hard to say. Dude, I, I wasn't like, there. I don't know. Like, you guys see the, there's a great, there's a the great western, western self McFarlane, McFarlane one. Which, yes, which, and it made me laugh really hard. I don't it know was why. Incredible. That yeah. was the funniest fucking movie. I haven't seen the movie yet. Honestly, I'll be honest with you. I have never. Seen I don't know why I don't oh, remember dude. the name, but I like really like a million that ways movie. to die in the West. That's yes, the it was so fu- like it was funny. It was great. It was a great movie. Yeah, yeah. It's really I, fun. I, I, they I literally to poked fun at it, everything but... that we're talking about in this movie. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about a shit film. <laughs> yeah. So no, no. So, but what I'm what I'm saying is that you know, like if you watch if you watch this movie and then and then but then if you watch a movie, um, uh, there's a there's a show on um, um, Netflix called Godless. It's a Western show. It stars Michelle Dockery, the chick from um, uh, uh, Downton Abbey, and it stars uh, Scoot McNary. He's a character in the show too. Um, there's another lady on there who's really great. There's a guy named Scoot. Yeah, if you see the actor, you'll recognize him immediately. Believe me, he's he's a he's a character actor. He's, he did really good this movie, but the show. But they're talking not about a, a guy fighting an uphill battle. Yeah, well, he's he's real. been in a lot of good scenes. He's in a lot of good movies. But either way, he uh. So this 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 show, the whole premise of the show is that it's a it's a mining town that all the men die in an accident. All the men, and so the women continue the town. They continue to create the town. They they run the town, except him. He's the sheriff, so he didn't die in the mining. But but no one's that fucking dirty. Like they're not that fucking dirty in the show. And they just I watched this movie, and I'm like, they on purpose want to be fucking toothless inbred fucking shit britching shit britches guys who want to just be like like really is it real was was the west really that fucking gross like i always wonder like it was a really that fucking gross when when a bath cost five cents it's kind of funny (laughs) it's kind of funny if you think about it as like a like a de-evolution of man for real (laughs) jesus christ right like 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 we've got we've got like generally educated people that, you know, they, they go to college and, and they, they're scholars and then they set sail to America and then they set out to make their own way in the West and they devolve into Fucking basically cavemen's with guns. <laughs> I mean, there was that one scene where they were like bathing in like a hot spring somewhere. It was like yes. just like the size of a regular bathtub it wasn't yeah. even like a full hot spring mm-hmm. and it's like two of them and you see Dermot Moroni like weirdly touching that nasty fucking wound in his arm I'm like what the fuck is yeah. that thing dude and that's another thing too like Dermot like I I like when, I, when I, oh God, I forgot he was so in that film <laughs> yes. I was like man Dermot Mulroney like a young Dermot Mulroney and I know that his character is supposed to be nasty but I was like man like you like there was I was like you have not been in any role that was like this since this. <laughs> I know. And I'm glad you haven't because your your career would have been sidewinded in less. Because he was like, I I like Dermot Maloney. I think he's actually a pretty good actor. So like when watching this film, I was like, wow, that's I, a I, young, I, awkward Dermot Maloney. All I could think of was like, 
like this is Derm- this is Derm- Moroni's radio character, like you know, from fucking Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh like, man, oh so- man, I'm not, I'm not touching that one. Not touching. <laughs> oh, that's it. not touching it. That's right. Not like, touching that one. Like, and then he's Eric, like, <laughs> don't you tell me your opinion about this film? Don't ask me. Don't ask me. <laughs> because not touching just, it. Because he was he was he like went like not no he was no, dirty no no no, 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 no. Sh- quiet 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 quiet. quiet. What I'm saying is that he went Are you like You have to bring up Ben Stiller. No, no, no. I could have. Right you did. I didn't. So, what I'm saying Not Robert is... De Niro. Not Robert De Niro. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> oh my god. Why hasn't he gotten in trouble for his stuff? But anyways, anyways, because um, he was I digress. Like, lots of people were pissed. But it was like, you know, I'm not talking about it. Moving on to topics What I'm saying is that Demo Roney did it, and but I thought he was honestly, honestly, 100 percent honest with you. He was probably out of the five guys. There he was, was no one, question in my mind that you was lied the best one. Anything you said so far, he was the best one. Like he he brought the most he brought the most cachet to his person. He went like a hundred and twenty. I, I agree. I agree with that. He was like to me. There was something about him that I was like, "You're the most interesting character," probably because you're such a, like an idiot. But <laughs> yes. like at the same time, like I was like, "I'm really glad you." I have not seen you in anything like this again. Yes, yes. you know, 100%. because I. I think he's good. I think he's a he good actor good. He is that a good doesn't actor. get a like. He's I, probably I underrated. Get, I always get his name confused with uh, with um, Dylan McDermott for some reason. I always say, "I, I hear you. I do too." I, I don't was know like, why. I, and, and my brother's called me. He's like, "You mean Dermot Moroni or you mean yeah. Dylan McDermott?" I'm I like, mix yes. them up all the time. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. It's just probably their it's, name. But, I think it's the names. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but for real. anyways, I, I I don't know like what you like. I wrote down some notes here and. Like, as far as the film is concerned, the first thing I said here was the title sequence. I mean, how much more 80s can you get? <laughs> like, the title exactly. sequence, if you guys haven't seen this movie, if the listeners out there, it's literally showing every character and them, like, their title under their under their face and then like pulling off like a super bandana intimate. over their nades yeah, over their face. Into their face. yeah super close up or like them like pointing a gun at the camera and it shows like Emilio Estevez like Lumen Di- <laughs> Lou Diamond Phillips it's Charlie just, Sheen it, could this, this could Kiefer have been a TV movie it would have worked perfectly though as a TV yeah, movie it was super cheesy but um, it was funny because I think that like people dug that back then they like, did I think people did like they it did. and it worked out which is strange strange when you think about it now but i really think and derek you're making a weird face but like honestly you weren't even a you know a, a speckle in <laughs> a your sperm. parents eyes at that time you weren't yeah. even a spermatozoa so, <laughs> so like it's, <laughs> but i think people really did dig that back in the day and it's super cheesy especially when you look at it now it's like very cheesy filter effects that they put over the video or the film back then and it was not a good look but there was something about it that made me like think like nostalgia, and I was like, okay, like I can get behind this because this is what movies did at a certain time. You know, and I could be okay with this, but like I also had to watch the rest of the movie after that. It was <laughs> just that. So. You know what's funny is that the only thing, only only program that I've ever seen to actually pull off one of those kinds of weird credit sequences and make it look like fucking like 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 
like believable was um is the, oh, this is so stupid i'm going so uber nerd here right now is the ending sequence the ending Wait, what credits. have we had for you the last <laughs> two hours the the ending the ending credits for uh the young indiana jones chronicles where it would they did like the whole like 20s 1920s like 1910s like filter where everything that you saw in the movie in the show was everything done to like like silent movie era kind of style looking it was crazy but it looked legitimate like it looked real I don't. Re- I, I remember the show, but I don't. I don't remember the. the Anyways, credit. I don't yes, either. but go right ahead. Anyways, you continue. But yeah, I. I don't. I don't know. Like it, it, there was something like that. I like was okay with it being. You know, having that nostalgia look to it, even though yeah. you know it doesn't really stand the test of time by any means. <laughs> you know, um, but I was like okay with it. Um, but beyond I mean, that, like I. I this film, I don't know, man. Like, I, it wasn't great. It wasn't good by any means. But I also too like didn't leave thinking that this is the worst film I've ever seen. Does this make sense to you guys? Or am I alone on this hill? You're describing as a mediocre movie. It yeah, was, I, I think it was below mediocre. Though. <laughs> I mean, like a little I, bit okay, below. so let's 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 keep this in context. So by IMDb. Okay, let's talk about what their score is on IMDb. Their IMDb rating is a six point nine out of ten. That's and like that, not like that's around. Like that what seems I'm a little high for me, but that's just me. for high for you. Okay, that makes yeah. sense to me too. Yeah, I'm. I'm more of. A, I think this is more like a five, five and a half. You want to take a, You want to take a ballpark, Eric? How much they spent on this movie? I don't know, but I'm gonna bet they made their money back because I did see how much money they made. Which back in 1988, this was a goddamn gold mine they made 45 million dollars they spent 13 that mm-hmm. is a shit ton of money to make back on that film a let's, shit see, let's, ton. let's go ahead and keep talking i'm gonna look up how much that is in our money they nowadays. spent 13 million dollars on this film 13 that's i'm it. not gonna lie i thought you were gonna say like eight or nine opening weekend they made seven million back on it they made half their money back on their first weekend that's good that's a good. This film was a success. This is a blockbuster. It now, was. Here, here's the thing: is it is it an '80s movie that just didn't age well, or is it a star-studded cast that made that money? I think it's a star-studded cast. I I was gonna agree with that. I'm gonna mm-hmm. agree with that. Like, think about the so, actors that were in that film. Reason I started watching it. All you needed was Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez back then. That's a big deal, you know. That's gonna pull in the box. Was big, as, and so was as, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jack Palance, Diamond. Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, that's right. He was an '80s guy. He's he was big back then, right? Why yeah, were they yeah. so I'm damn about. racist to him too? Like, did you guys realize? Like, he was like yes. super racist. Yes. They were like super racist oh, yeah. to, to him. I mean this this movie this movie had its issues with that aspect as well because I mean you had the whole Indian it wars. Didn't go anywhere? It time. didn't drive the story. No, it no. didn't. No, but, like. It just didn't make sense. Like, why? Like, could we at least get some development of why, like, these guys are so racist? Like, we're like, was it just back then? Like, white American cowboys were super racist towards Indians. I get it that well, that is like. Side are of you asking me because I'm a white guy or something? No, you're, <laughs> I'm asking you because I found out today 
and I but want everybody also, to know that you're American Indian. That's why I'm asking <laughs> yeah. you. Like the most small fraction of a percentage. Like I don't even think it counts. That's why I don't. I don't. Talk you don't about know. It. You haven't given out. Given check. Yeah, we got to get that ancestry, bro. We got to get that check. Oh, got to do it. Watch. It's like it. oh, no, okay. So I looked turns it up. out you're only related to the crusty guy in the back of the Burger King. Turn, turns out you are you are one sixth Cherokee. You get five thousand dollars a month. Ah, I don't know. I don't know if I can take it because I, I don't even know the culture. Like, how do I? How do I even claim to be? But but you get cash, bro. Then you learn I mean, your culture. You learn it. Yeah, man. They're, the American Indian people need. They'll be more than happy. Need it to more than I do. I think. Tell us what's, what, what's your culture you, again? Are you? Cuban? I am half. I am half Cuban. Okay, uh-huh. it was one hundred percent. What I am is I am half Cuban. A quarter Puerto Rican and a quarter Spanish. So this guy is 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 just a cornucopia of Latin nations. Okay, yep. he just got to know what you know. He got to know yeah. his Cuban side. He got to know yeah. his Puerto Rican side. He probably got to know his Hispanic side too. Yeah, like like my, like my grandmother is from Spain, born and raised in Spain, and my my great grandparents came from Spain. So it, it, it's just I'm half it, a, yeah, I'm half Italian. My, I'm half black. I got to know my Italian side. I got to yeah. know my black side. Half I used to West go to, African. And, and, and I, I used it. to go to, and I used to go to Puerto Rico every summer as a kid, man. So That's yeah, I mean it's 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 if the bomb. If you find bro. out your Cherokee, where yeah, they you just are learn now. about it. Dude. I don't know where they are currently. I know you that there's a, a lot cousin. of Indi- like, a lot you of find natives in Minnesota. Here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. The you only way Texas, I'm going to get these Cherokee answers. Cherokee in Oklahoma, bro, right there, hop, skip, and a jump. The only way I'm going to get any answers is one of those DNA things. Twenty three and me, whatever. Do it. No way in hell am I letting somebody have a copy of my DNA. Why not? Why Especially are you, ser- are you sequenced ser- online? Hold on, wait, no, wait, wait, wait. No. Are you a serial killer, bro? Is that why? I, no, but I definitely <laughs> don't want to find out that I'm related to one. I'm uh, content just not knowing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, guys. Like I did get one of those tests, and I like refused for years because I was like. They're gonna take my DNA and plant it on another like crime they scene somewhere, and I'm gonna get they pulled won't. in. But then I just did it because I wanted to know where like my roots are from. And so far, I haven't been have my I haven't had my DNA in any FYI. unauthorized FYI scenes. There is only it's there's not, only it's like there's only like happen. I'm not no, a conspiracy no, no. theorist. There's only here, like there's only like the two or three. Is, there's only like two DNA sites that you can actually do that on. The rest of them have privacy they no one can touch it here's the thing here's the thing it's not that i think someone's gonna clone me and i'm gonna bump into myself someday (laughs) right (laughs) it's it's more that once they have a copy of it these companies use that technology to put me against a million and one other people dna sequences to better understand the human genome yes okay that's That's fine they're using this for science eventually though Someday, long from now, the technology will exist, and I don't want to have a chance of somebody looking and acting like me, probably starting a movie podcast. <laughs> and I, I just don't want to deal with that. It's there are, I did find there are some companies that you can do it and you pay a ass ton of money because they're not being able to reuse your data, right? They, they, they just do it the service, and that's so, all they do. But it's like $1,000, and I'm not going to do that. So they have our. You think they have like my DNA strand somewhere that they could clone me into another version of Eric Carpenter? I don't even know how we've gotten this far on a Young Guns podcast. It's amazing. <laughs> if that happens, if like hundred years from now there's another Eric Carpenter on a podcast and they find these in the podcast archives, I say to you, my friend, stay away from Marvel as much as you can. <laughs> 
No, they're All the right. overlords by then. Now, now, okay. <laughs> Back to what we were talking about earlier. So I looked it up, all right? $13 million in 1988 cost – it cost $30 million today, dude. $30 million today. cost 30 and whenever they when – they And, and, and they're $45 million, they made $100 million, which yeah. is which is still a shit ton of money even for nowadays. All day. I mean yeah. all Wise day. investment. All day. And not only that, the second movie, which you know we could talk about 100%, the second movie is – it was cost 20 and it made like 50 or $60 million back then in 1990. So this, is a, this is a successful franchise. It was, it was a successful franchise. And funny thing is, is I was looking it up is that Emilio Estevez is working on a part three. <laughs> so he's, oh, really? he showed up in IMDb as Young Guns 3 alias Billy the Kid. Cause, I don't know because that's mean, what we need some more of that. But but yeah, no, dude, it was just. I mean, I mean, this movie I had never fully seen. Just like just like Eric said, I had never fully seen part one. I seen bits and pieces, and and I was in the same boat. Is you know, I saw part two, and actually, part two is actually, I guess you could say, crisper. I guess it's a bit cleaner. Um, in regards There's to not as movies. much stupid fluff. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit more like it's a bit tighter. Um, mm-hmm, from what mm-hmm. I remember, I have to watch it again in my head. Now I got to watch it. But yeah, like like if if you were to watch from what I remember, okay, from what I remember, you know, I understand that you know Young Guns Two is not fucking fantastic by any stretch of the imagination. But from what I remember, it seemed like for me, Young Guns Two was a bit cleaner. Of a motion picture than this movie, and 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 I mean I mean I mean I know that this movie. So maybe they just say, didn't try as hard. Who and knows? Or, they just, or they just did what they, they worked, needed to do to make a movie. They worked in the constraints of their budget. That's so seven million dollars because the budget for Young Guns Two was twenty. I looked it up just now. The budget was seven million dollars. They were able to be a little bit cleaner, a little bit crisper with their their uh, their their decision making criteria. Uh, where with uh, with young guns, young guns, the first one it had to be a bit more, I guess, for lack of a better phrase, a bit more of a gunslinger with their decisions. You know what I mean? Like they mm-hmm. had to kind of just not just make them on the fly. You know, but but like we said, I mean, they they made money. They went, they made thirteen million dollars. You know, thirty million dollars nowadays money. And forty-five million dollars made at the box office, a hundred million dollars in nowadays money, and then and Those are young successes. Guns, yeah, I mean it's a successful franchise, like you said, Derek. And so, so for all those purposes, this is a successful franchise. It made money, it and yet made money. That music. <laughs> <laughs> that music. It didn't make that money on the soundtrack. I'll tell you that. That uh, maybe not on the first one, but on the second one, they made that money. <laughs> yeah, bro. baby. Yeah, they made baby. that money, bro. Oh, Young Guns bro, that, that that Bon Jovi money, baby. They made that Bon Jovi money. Real yeah, hot. boy. What was that? Dead or alive? Right, yeah. that was the song. Dead yeah. or alive. And <sighs> I remember, like, so, like, I, like I said, I don't know. I, I, pretty sure this is the first time I've ever seen Young Guns. Young Guns one. I'm yeah. very certain today was the yeah, first. Me too. Time Honestly, me too as well. Yeah. I saw Young Guns two before. before I didn't yeah, watch this movie. I watched Young Guns two a bunch of times, and I don't remember. It's it's funny. I don't remember much about it, but what I do remember about it is that Lou Diamond Phillips character was like the the like the sense of uh, 
like I guess the sense of reason or the moral fortitude. I remember him being like a centered character, like at one. I remember him being like a Native American like yeah. guy at one with the earth. And I that's another thing. So let's talk about Young Guns One now again. Was he Mexican or was he American Indian? Like they both. don't really both. clear he's that Mexi- out. So he's, he's both. Mexican, he says that he's Mexican, Mexican he's Indian. Mixed. Mexican oh, he's Indian. Mixed. He's Mexican Indian. Okay, because yeah, I wasn't one hundred percent sure. I didn't pick that up. I wasn't because his last name. His last name was Chavez. Chavez Chavez. Chavez Chavez. Yes. Yeah. So he, which is which is honestly, I've never heard a Mexican name like that. I've never heard a Spanish last name like that. Not even the Mexicans say that. Dude. Okay. So exact. With that being said, like in the second film. He definitely was far more American Indian than he was, yes. like, I guess, Mexican by any means. But, like, because he just took on the aura. He was, like, that, like, I felt like he was, like, the wisdom guide <laughs> in that film. Where I, think, in this I, think, one, I think in this one they did that because he had just come off of La Bamba. Maybe. I don't know. That's what seemed, I'm thinking, dude. Because maybe, in the second but, one, I don't remember him ever saying Chivato. No. He was, like... Like to me, like it's like you, like he was like the wisdom guy. He was like the yeah. super badass, but he was also like this guy that like you had wisdom, not just the guy that you went to to get like high off of peyote and like yeah, shoot dude. guns he in, was, in the desert. He, he, he was he was more like we didn't that. even talk about that. Scene. Yeah, which we're gonna need to speak. Yeah, about. <laughs> dude, dude. Okay, so before we go to there, he was more like in Young Guns too, in my opinion, from what I remember it, he was more like the Graham Green kind of character. You know, like the real like. Oh, like sage type character yeah. that you saw, like, you had. You know what zen. I mean? Real zen, real zen. Like you yeah. know, like you, you, nobody fucks with the zen man. You know, nobody fucking with the zen. But this one, they really played up that whole Mexican side because I think it just because this was this followed on the heels of La Bamba. La Bamba came out like in eighty seven, I think, something like that. So, so you had this guy who got famous from La Bamba playing a Mexican character. And so he's playing a Mexican character here per se. So maybe they had, which sucks. I guess it's horrible to think that way, but I mean, it's kind of what he had to do to be successful. in, this in also Hollywood. the eighties, you know, exactly. you gotta look at it. it was a different time. The time yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, it, it, there, there's, there, you see that through Hollywood and a lot of different things, man. Yeah. So it's just, it's just one of those things, but yeah, I mean, I totally get it, but let's talk about that peyote scene now. Yeah, yeah, man. I, <laughs> what I, a scene, guys! I had I had visions of old school. Hey, man, oh, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, cra- yeah. <laughs> old school, man. Like yeah. that was great. Do you think that's where old school got the inspiration maybe, from? The scene maybe, film? dude. I don't know. That whole scene was like, I'm like her butterfly. She's like didn't, my flower. <laughs> didn't the gosh? What was the name of that movie? Was it Airheads? Oh God, dude! I haven't seen Airheads in like twenty Airheads years. Airheads was Brandon Fazer and Adam Sandler. Yep, yep. And and, and, ninety-four. Ninety-four. Didn't they have a scene like that? In, in I don't that remember them well? getting high in that movie. I liked that movie a lot when I was a kid. I haven't seen I think, it in a long time. I, I'm, I'm wondering if you're mixing that scene with like Wayne's World and the crazy naked. No, Indian wait. Movie. Airheads is the one where they they hijack a radio station. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, they get, yes. they get, they get higher in that demo or something. I feel like I don't know. Maybe I might. I they haven't seen it. Dazed and confused. No, no, no. Well, no, they, they, they no. In Dazed and confused, they don't do that whole like voice thing. Yeah, like they were straight up tripping balls on peyote in this movie. Yes. Oh yeah, it yeah. was. It was very. <laughs> like once again, straight. once again, Dermot Mulroney's acting chops came through a hundred percent. I feel like the voice that they used wasn't <laughs> yes. even like 
sound manipulation. I feel like Dermot Mulroney was behind a camera like, who's guys? I feel like he was really doing <laughs> like, that sound. Because he was hands down the best see, actor in that did film. Did anybody see that fucking chicken, bro? Yeah, like, like <laughs> that peyote scene. I Not only did I not feel like I was not high on peyote, but I didn't feel like they were either. Like, I didn't yes. have, I wasn't walking away like, oh, these dudes are definitely tripping balls right now. Like, it was... It was weird. I had a hard time with it, and it made. I don't feel like it. It contributed to the storyline at all. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, or if you guys saw something that I didn't. It didn't no. add to the storyline. It he, made no sense. It didn't fit in at all. I don't understand only, why the it was only there. Thing, the only thing I can think of it fitting into the story is where they made a comment, and I guess you could say it was a throwaway line almost, where they mentioned they couldn't get through the Mescalero Reservation. And they mentioned that, so then they had the scene where they're going through the reservation. They're saying, "What? Why aren't they stopping us?" And he says, "Oh, because they can't see us because we're in the spirit world, man." And and that's the <laughs> only thing I can think of that that's what that throwaway line because it's, it's a total throwaway line. That's the only thing I can think of as far as giving a reason to why they're high as fuck on peyote is to go through that scene. And then, of course, in that whole scene, the only one who doesn't talk is the Native American character because all he's doing is literally facing every single direction with his arms outstretched, I guess, talking to the to, to whoever in his mind. In, some kind of like smoke. wind or earth spirit or something. Yes, kind of yes, 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 yes. And I'm not demeaning the great spirit <clears throat> in any way, shape, Which, or form. That's the one that told him to go west, right? Yes, and he's yeah. the one that told them we need to fucking leave and just bounce, you know, like, but they don't want to listen to him. And then, of course, and then, of course, Billy the Kid is riding his horse backwards because he's so fucking high. And, 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 and he has like branches in his hat. And then, I mean, dude, that whole scene was just. But tripping balls fucking nuts. It, it didn't was progress the storyline. No, in, not at all. Nope. Anyway. That's, that's the whole thing, is it's such a stupid scene that doesn't <laughs> do anything. It was, it's not like, what's that other one uh, with Johnny Depp, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? No, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, which, no. Which I, I like that movie a lot. But Very like, different. Yeah, Very that, different implementation. Everything that happens with those dudes being high in that movie... Is for are a reason. directly correlated with the plot line, you know, where yes. this is not at all. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, this is not at all in the same. No, and then, like, ship. I mean, then I, hold on. So, let me ask you a question. There's the beginning of that scene where Kiefer Sutherland is talking about the butterfly and the flower, and then Dermot Mulroney fires the rifle and shoots, and of course, it shoots, quote unquote, the plant behind Kiefer Sutherland. I'm wondering because the way Kiefer Sullivan jumped in that scene, if he actually thought someone was shooting at him because the plant moved and all of a sudden he jumps and he's fucking scared out of his mind. Honestly, they probably fired like I was thinking about that when I was watching it too. I was like, they used a lot of squibs in this movie, like a yeah. whole lot of them. Mm-hmm. And they when they when a squib pops, it really actually pops and it makes a sound. Yeah. So like it probably scared them. Yeah, but uh, with but I wonder if it was on purpose. Like he didn't know what was happening. Like shit that happened. Well, no, they were probably just had the camera moving. The camera was re- filming, and they had him in position. Okay, do it. Let's do it. And they tried to say they wanted to do it at least once just to catch him off guard to yep. see if they got a better reaction. It's it's like, or he probably said, "Don't tell me when you're going to pop it. Just let it happen," because he wants yeah. to have a real reaction. You know, like, like it's like it's like the scene in um 
I get if Derek's never seen it, but have you seen it chapter one? Yeah. Yeah. Damn you right. Know, never seen it. Okay, so you know the You're scene. You're missing out, buddy. Oh my god. Nope, you know, not even a you know the yes, scene you are, all the in way. it chapter one, uh Eric. You see it chapter one where they're down in the sewers and they see they're all together for the first time, all together see it for yeah. the first time. Yes. Okay, so that scene, when they filmed it, because we all know movies are shot out of order. It's never really done in order. So that scene, when they see it come out for the first time as a clown, all together in one scene, that's the first time that they had all seen it, period. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So Andy Muschietti, on purpose, had them not see it up until that scene when they filmed. And when they filmed that scene early on, he came out as the character. And according to what Bill Skarsgård said, he said he felt horrible after filming that scene because they were so terrified that a couple of the actors actually pissed themselves. So... Honestly, guys, and I'm going to say this on, based on what you're saying and what I'm hearing, <laughs> that to me is fucking filmmaking. Okay, because yes. that to yes. me is fucking filmmaking. Yes. And when you when you Christopher and when you have Kane actors, is not a filmmaker. I'm going to throw that down. Hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's, that's just intense. Intense that's, uh, statement. I'm so yeah. I'm yeah. pretty fucking drunk right now, and I'm going to throw down a hot take you. right now. <laughs> but like when you take a when you have actors that are first of all willing to go into that experience with you, where they're like, "Hey, throw it at me, whatever you got. I'm here. I want to experience this. I want to do this for you best and I you can." And they piss their pants because they're so scared, and they give you a reaction. To me, that's like filmmaking. I'm sorry, and, like that. And that scene, and they is were terrifying. probably and yes, it's terrifying. And they probably those those kids are going to look at those this scene. 20 years from now and say, I'm proud of that because yeah. it looked, that was real. You that know? was real. And I did the if best that I could do. When I and, saw that scene, I was like, Oh my God, these kids are fucking terrifying. Yeah. And that's, a, that's amazing to me. That's like, like, that's like the art of filmmaking there. And we didn't get any of that. In young ones too. <laughs> but. Or you young know, ones one. Young, young ones, ones one. Young sorry. Ones one. Not young ones two. We're watching young ones one, but like, I'm a little drunk, but like, yeah. Uh, we didn't get any of that, but like for me, like when I see that, that that's awesome. Like, so if even if they did, let's say they like, they, like that was his moment where he's like, just shoot the squib and let me be have a moment there. That's yeah. great. But I do want to talk about something real quick. So, um, back in the day when I was young, a teenager, a lot of my friends, never me, yeah. smoked weed, and oh, um, they, had, <laughs> they had they had. So back in the day, uh, they used to. This is back in like the late nineties, early two thousands. They would did name. You smoke, did you smoke creepy? I'm not going to talk about that. So I'm going <laughs> to. So uh, they used to name. They used to name their bowls or their apparatuses, whatever they whether it's a bong oh or. My God. And my friend, which I'm sure one day he'll listen to this, but he had a bull named Reefer Sutherland, and I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> It was my favorite thing. He's my hero. He's my hero. His bull's name was Reefer Sutherland. And every time I see Keeper Sutherland, all I think about is Reefer Sutherland. Oh, that's amazing, dude. I know. Okay. So so one thing that I thought was funny is that one of the characters, there's a lot of stuff that I thought was funny in this movie, but one thing that I thought was funny was that uh, one of the characters, the first guy they killed that was part of... um, that was part of the uh, the crew for Murphy. His name was Henry Hill. So, I mean, 
There's a few things with that name. One being that the character that was Henry Hill was the same, was Ray Liotta's character in fucking Goodfellas, dude. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. That's a real wow. dude. That is a real dude. Henry Hill in in Goodfellas is an actual guy. So, like, I mean, I just thought that was one of the funniest things. Now, for anybody who doesn't really know, uh, uh, good old Eric got up for a second because he had to go get something. But I want to make sure that we're all on the same page here because I wanted you to hear this, Eric, because this was for you more than anything else. Did you Sorry. notice? Did I you apologize. notice? No, no, no. You're, you're, good, you're good. You're good. You're good. I want. I. I, I want to repeat it though. I started saying it when you got up, but I want to repeat it. So. Did you notice the name of the first guy they killed that was part of Murphy's crew? Not that I can remember. His name was Henry Hill, and that's Ray Liotta's character from Goodfellas. Oh. <laughs> wow. I don't know. This is before Goodfellas came out, I, I think. I don't feel like there's any connection at all because Goodfellas is was such an amazing movie. But I <laughs> so. thought that was just so funny that that character's name was Henry. And that's just me. I think it's me just grasping at fucking straws, to be honest with you. <laughs> You're just I looking mean, for it, something to appreciate. I know. And it did. And actually, you know what? It's, it's funny. hard to find in this, this movie. movie <laughs> this, movie, this movie came out two years before Goodfellas, so no. Negative, yeah, but yeah. but but I mean, I just thought it was fucking hilarious. The guy's name is Henry Hill, and he gets shot in the shitter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and like, can we talk about that too, real quick? Like, so, yeah. and I know we briefly mentioned this before, but like, that was the scene that also that Charlie Sheen died. Mm-hmm. Was the guy in the shitter dead? Like, they didn't. Yeah. No, no, that's Buckshot. No, that's Buckshot, not Henry Hill. That's Buckshot. Oh, oh. yeah. yeah. No, no, but no, but that's like oh, the guy that later. was shot in the penis. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 The first guy that that that. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking shot. about. Sorry, I forgot. I forgot. That's yeah, there's, yeah, no. No, there's two. Let's... There's two outhouse shootings. In this <laughs> there, is, there is. One's a pu- one's a public restroom because there's multiple people can be in it. The other one is and and did you see when he? Oh God, this was when horrible. Emilio fell in the pit. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, I was like, oh my God, they did not show this because he landed. He's like, oh shit. He's yeah, he like, landed yeah. in the, in the uh, outhouses. Uh, I guess what what is it? A drainage <sighs> drainage pile. Oh, yeah, it's a it's it's guys. When it comes to landscaping, it's called a French drain. Called the French Drain. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here to, to <laughs> decipher that for us. That's that's the input we needed. Yes, that's the in-depth because, analysis. Because just so you know, just so you know, gentlemen, I know landscaping. I be- I believe you after you bring and, up the and, French and, drains and, and manscaping and all those oh things. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. For anyone who thinks that we were about I, to introduce our I, first sponsor, I, Manscaped, we're not. <laughs> Okay, this I, is just Tomas going I, on for the tangent. I am as hairy as a fucking wild boar. Anyways, um, so, so this is exactly what I, we were all I looking for. This, on this one. <laughs> Are you like a three-year-old baby? Is that what you're like? You're no, like- no. <laughs> none of us. How is this? How is this happening? Are we like I'm, insanely drunk tonight? What is going I, okay. on? I, I how just, about? I'm just normal. Ratings. <laughs> all right, all right. So we're gonna go to ratings now, guys. All right, because Derek, Derek is a little too embarrassed. He's a little too. For you? No, not for me, dude. <laughs> I've said worse on this fucking podcast, so there we go, bro. I could, I could attest to that. He has said worse. That's true. <laughs> I mean, come I canals, come oh, canals. So there we go. <laughs> all right, so Eric, 
What is your rating on this motion picture? Uh, I am going to give it a 4.4. That's what I'm going to give it. Nice. uh, Because I did absolutely hate the film, but I did not like it by any means. So I'm going to give it a (laughs) 4.4. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and give it a solid five dead Charlie Sheens in a public outhouse. A solid five, a hard five, a hard, hard five, a hard dead Charlie Sheen's. All Hashtag right, so I winning. Guess I still, I still didn't like this movie. And I apparently, <laughs> somehow, still liked it more than you guys. I'm gonna give this a five and a half. That is, a, that's a solid score. That is a solid score. That's that's like it's, that's like. Did you did you like have somebody pay you for that? I mean, did somebody say like, well, please God? No. No, I, the movie it, it's it's okay. It's not great. It's, it's all right. right. It's all right. It's, it's kind of a mediocre watch. I'm never gonna watch it again. Of, I'm gonna tell you that, guys. That much. Yeah. I'm never gonna. Watch, no. I'm never watching this no. again. Like, I mean, in a world of so many good Western movies, in a world, this is not. <laughs> this is not on the must watch list. This isn't even on the list of movie Western movies you shouldn't see. But it was it's a just, blockbuster. Don't, don't talk about it. Don't bring it up. But it was it a blockbuster, happen. which is this is this is a movie that if you want to do a whole like thing representing the brat pack in no, Hollywood, no, no, no. Okay, that's look, what this is. Here's the thing: these guys are the want, brat pack. If you want an '80s nostalgia movie, this isn't it. If you want a good western, this is also not it. It's true. So it's no one true. should ever need to see this all right, movie all right, again. All right, so, so let me ask you a question. What's a good 80s Western, in your opinion? I don't think that there's good 80s Western. I think yes, there's either there is. good Westerns or bad Westerns. I'm not. I'm saying, like, don't put it into a decade. Like, okay, just, okay, okay, okay. Like, for me, yeah, I like, like if, you were, if, you, if you were to pigeonhole an 80s Western in my book, it's Silverado. Directed by a great director, Richard Donner, for fuck's sake. <laughs> which also directed the Goonies, which were Yay! Synchricity. I I actually don't like westerns that much. I You're like I, you're like Goody. Goody doesn't like westerns that yeah, much. Yeah, I'm really not. I, I like, honestly I do like westerns. I if you give me a good western dude, I'll fucking love it. Like for, Unforgiven is a fucking badass. Well, western. that's that was what there's two that I really like and one of them's Unforgiven. And the other one's Tombstone. And otherwise, I, I could stay away from Westerns. Those are the best yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, so to me, like, take away the decades. Just talk about two good Western films. Unforgiven, Tombstone. That's it. FYI, if you want to watch a crazy Western that has, like, literally no dialogue, is uh, Once Upon a Time in the West by Sergio Leone is the last Western he did. And there's tw- it's 12 pages of dialogue for yeah, a three-fucking-hour movie. I watched it in film school. I, I saw it. And again, like, I just don't connect with it, man. It's not my it's time hard. period. Yeah. It's hard to connect with that movie because it for, for me, the most thing, God, we're such, we're such fucking nerds. The biggest thing for me to connect with that movie is that it's tough to see. And it honestly is. It's tough to see Peter Fonda, who was like America's sweetheart, basically for his entire life, be such a cold calculating bastard and kill a child in that movie his character you know what i mean like it's it's tough and i know why he did it. he did it for that reason but it's it's so he's so cold in that movie that beginning scene that it's unreal to watch yeah 
It gives you a chill. It does give you a chill. That's also uh, not a true Western. That's a spaghetti Western. It's a spaghetti Western. But it's still, I I put it, I put them all. I don't like to like do that. But to me, Unforgiven and Tombstone are the best ones. Derek, what do you think? You tell them I'm coming and hell's coming with me. So Tombstone is my go-to. However, um, and, and I... It is a Western by all accounts. I understand and I agree. It is a Western movie. But when I think of Western, I think of a very different set of films for some reason. I, I, I don't know why I see Tombstone differently. It's probably because I grew up watching Tombstone quite literally on repeat for months on end. It was an incredible, incredible movie. Um, when I think of Western, I think of like really old stuff, you know, like Fistful of Dollars kind of stuff, right? Yeah, which is awesome. Um, and and my number one like western western film that kind of fits into that category for me um because i like I, you said unforgiven i really like that one i also like um high noon which is another really good that's one that's a really good one dude the one that i have to go to like, is the always, quick and the dead is, no definitely not <laughs> um, kidding, that's kidding. a fun one that's a fun one but no it's not that one the searchers Oh wow, dude! Oh. The Searchers is a wow, bro. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't, I'm not behind that either. No, oh, Derek, that man. one's like that one's like semi-racist, dude. That one's kind of fucking. Crazy. I usually I, I'm usually behind a lot of Derek's sensibilities yeah. with this stuff, but this uh, one I'm not behind, bro. I I'm not I'm not behind it. Okay, so here's I, the thing. I, but, but you know what? You know, I I I I, I totally. I, I mean, like, I'm happy with your opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I like your opinion. I respect your opinion too. Yeah, I respect your opinion. Yeah. it's just it's just a. It is the most raw definition of a of a country western movie to me, and it's, it's not it's not it's not um, polished. It's not proper. It's not pro- uh, like like. Um, politically correct in any mean, right? Or, or, or appropriate anymore. Tubestone. Um, Tubestone is one that you can watch with anybody now. And there's nothing to worry about. That I movie guess is that's great true. Yeah, that is all true. the people. It's yeah, that's it's, true. It, it still holds its ground today. It is, it, you can, if they put that in movie theaters today, they would probably make some money. People would actually see it, I think. Well, it was it's like not regarded like a, as one of the better ones. So, yeah. It's a great, great movie. But... Um, I don't know. For some reason, I classify it as like a separate kind of Western. I don't know. I mean, okay. So like when it comes to the searchers, dude, I get it. I mean, it's, it, you know, for the time, I mean, technically, technically, technically searchers is a beautiful motion picture. It is beautiful. Yeah, it's kind of like, yes, cinematically. It is beautiful. If you want to talk about film aspect, John 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 Houston made a fantastic motion picture cinematically. When we're talking about the content, it's very I divisive. Think that's why I like it though. It oh no, no. It, and there's a way to like it too. I mean, I mean, I mean, some people could say that fucking like you know, Apocalypse Now is a hard motion picture based on the content. You know what I mean? But in my opinion, Apocalypse Now is a fucking masterpiece. No, no, it's pretty things, bad. It's pretty there's, bad. There's a lot of things wrong with Apocalypse Now that if you watch it, you're like, fuck me, bro. What's going on with this movie? 
But you know, but it, it's all a bit better than Requiem for a Dream, though. I don't know about that, dude. <laughs> Derek. Every time any you say that, it makes me that, mad at you. Any and we talk, picture, we, we talk about any, that every episode. Any motion picture that has a double sided dildo is a winner, in my opinion. Okay, if we're gonna point out the greatest films <laughs> of all time, do you guys remember what movie's better than Jason Bourne? Upgrade the Bourne Legacy. Upgrade is better than <laughs> Jason Bourne. <laughs> no, I didn't so, ever. Oh, Jason Bourne, yes. I never saw Jason Bourne. So I only saw the supremacies in like Ultimatum and whatever the other one was. I, I was just, <laughs> any of them, I was just calling them all out. I, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's my pick. We've gone through ratings. Is it time for Top Shelf? Uh, I uh, I didn't give my rating. Oh, he oh did. yes, yeah, he, he did. did. He, he gave five. it a five. Oh, I did say five. Okay, my bad. Yeah, I went last. I said yeah, five and a half. He's drunk. This boy's drunk. All right, top shelf. Tomas, since you want to talk, what's your top shelf, dude? Ooh, okay, anyway, so... <laughs> Still not a thing. <laughs> All right, so my top shelf is actually a new thing that I just saw on Netflix, actually, recently. It's a new... I'm going to go with... I'm going to go Derek's way here. I'm going to go anime right I now. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Fucking, it kind of fucking blew my mind. It better be is good. It, it's a new anime that I just saw on Netflix. I don't know if it's good or not. I'm still watching. I'm still in the first episode, but it kind of blew my mind. How are you going to make a top show if you only seen one episode? All right, fuck it. I'll give it a. I'll give it a, a, a an honorable mention. But anyway, so Perfect. my top shelf. My top shelf this week. Uh, actually, come back to me then, Derek. You go. All right. So my top what a shelf build up for um, nothing. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> go ahead. It's like it's it's, it's no like meaning. it's all the way in, and then all of a sudden, oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Is it like that? Is that what it's like? All right. So my first one, I, I'm going to do two this week. I know I've been kind of oh boy, slamming you guys with a lot of different things here. I'm only going to do two this week, but it's because one of them is kind of a gimme, and I really feel like it, it's it's pretty... Anybody, anybody who's going to see it has probably already seen it, I think. Um, Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, yeah, I'm behind dude. it, bro. I'm behind that. It was a great movie. So it was... At no point did it feel cliche with all of the different, very similar, you know, characteristics of every movie that Pixar has done, almost ever, really, if you think about it. Um, and I, I still enjoyed it. I still had a good time with the theming and the culture and, and the, 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 you know, investments in the character and the, the influence of what they're about trying to do and blah, blah, blah. Great movie. Great no enjoyable. white, no white characters in that film. Did you guys notice that? Yes. There was no uh, white characters in that film, which was uh, a kind of a big deal for Pixar to do something like that. No white characters. To show something that's reminiscent of like the real world? Yeah. Wow. No, no white, white actors. No, no white, white places no where there white aren't characters. white people. I know. Like I, 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 like, I didn't even notice it until my I was watching it with my niece, and she's like, there's no white characters in this film. And how good was that movie, though? It was so it was still good. still great. It was still great. Matter of fact, it was just great alone. On its own, it was just great. On its own, yeah. Didn't even matter that there was no white yeah, characters. It's yeah. true. It kind of yeah, makes so me wonder, man. I feel like uh, <laughs> I was late. I was late to the train uh, or the, the party or whatever it was. I didn't see it uh, for a long time, and I was kind of skeptical that somebody probably already put it on their top shelf. But no, it was a great one. I had I had talked about it, but I didn't put it on my top shelf. So yeah, good call. It's a great one. Good so it is that's kind of the gimme. I kind of figure that many people who are going to see it have already seen it. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's pretty good. Um, Second one, though, uh, I kind of fell back into watching. Did you guys ever see the show Archer? 
Yeah, I, I actually got real stuck on that for quite a few episodes. And, I, I, and this is coming from a non-cartoon guy, but I really enjoyed a lot of episodes of that show. So yeah. it's, it is funny. It's very funny. I feel like they had it's they had some kind of yeah yeah they had some kind of I used to love this show I watched every episode as it came out and then somewhere about season four or five they had some kind of hiatus or something and they just didn't have episodes for a while I feel like and I just dropped it and and by the time I looked back at the show again they've got ten seasons now and I'm like what the fuck happened so I've got all these shows I got to watch and I've been like trying to power through that and Stargate and everything else I'm watching on the anime side. So <laughs> Yeah, so the, I think I stopped watching around season 4 too. So that actually brings me hope because I didn't realize that there was more seasons. So <laughs> yeah, there's like 10, dude, and there's so and, yeah. and granted I'm only in to like season 6 now or so. Um but it's good. One, it's the more one thing, the one, you like the, the first part, make, you like the next part. Yeah, it's the one that stuff. makes you sad is that uh, the lady who plays Archer's mom is, is dead. Don't you died. tell me any spoilers. No, 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 no. The actress, the actress passed away. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sad. No, no, but she, but she, she just, she literally just passed away like yeah. maybe less than a month ago. I gotta jump back on that. I'm really glad you mentioned that because I haven't seen that in a while, and I think I stopped watching around three or four. And I really enjoyed that show, so I appreciate that top shelf, buddy. That's good a good job, one. Good job, there's man. Just, yeah, there's just, I, I feel like secretly anyone who's seen Archer, at least the first maybe season or two, yeah. I deep down in my heart, I'm I'm looking for the day that I get to just like look at my wife and go, Lana, Lana. <laughs> that's my favorite thing the favorite gag either that or danger zone right i dare i dare, like I dare you to do that to your to your wife one day Dude, i, I want to be there i want to be in the room when that happens like when you're calling out to her Lana! yeah i mean i'll probably just call her by her name maybe yeah. it'll be funnier that Betty. way that's it that's Betty. it that's Betty! Betty! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I gotta and be like standing the, obnoxiously close. The only the only people who would know that would be you would be us three. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she won't <laughs> get it. She won't have a clue. Like, she sits and screaming at her. She's gonna be like, she's gonna look at you and smack you in the face. Be like, shut yeah, up. All of, all of I won't have all dinner three, that night. All three of us have that that freeze frame. That freeze frame laughing. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to to danger zone go. in the background. Anyways, all right, so Eric, what do you got for top shelf today, um, man? So, I, I so uh, my niece was in last week visiting and she hung out with me for uh, the better part of a week and we did a lot of you know we're still being COVID safe so we didn't do a ton of gallivanting but we did some things but we stayed in and she introduced me to a bunch of things that she was into and she really likes cartoons and uh, it really opened me up to some of the stuff that you guys are listening <laughs> the, the, some of the guys some of the things that you guys are into not listening to but um, lightly sir I know I know <laughs> but um. That isn't what my top shelf is, and isn't a isn't a cartoon, which I would like to 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 leave you on a dramatic shelf called dramatic anime, whatever anime animation. But we did watch Raya, which was great, and I agree with you; it's an amazing film. I'm really glad that she was here for me to watch that with her because it was great. Um, but we started watching a show on um it was it's on i think it's only on the peacock network which is the peacock which is the app for nbc, NBC. the nbc one yeah. and it's called ap bio oh. it is a fantastic sitcom this okay Patton Oswalt. Patton yes Oswalt. he is great and it's glenn howerton from it's always sunny and i love it's always sunny in philadelphia so much and it's just about this uh this 
AP bio got a teacher that comes in. He's, he comes into the school and teaches his class, but he doesn't teach AP bio. He doesn't care about bio at all. He's like an old school uh, philosopher, not old school, but he's a philosopher that, um, and he's like one of the world renowned philosophers and he got let go from Harvard. So he's now found himself in Toledo, Ohio, <laughs> teaching AP bio at a high school. And it's <laughs> so funny. That I don't even know what to do. Like the dynamic between him and the kids and the kids in the class are like 15, 16, 17 years old. And they're the nerdy kids, but they're so funny. It's so well written. It's so, it's, it's so cleanly written too. And Glenn Howerton, I believe is underrated. Glenn Howerton plays the, the main, uh, the main guy in the show who plays Dennis in, in it's always sunny. He is so good at what he does. It's not even funny. His character, Dennis, is just amazing in It's Always Sunny. And his character, Steve, is amazing in AP Bio. He does a good job. And there's a little bit of Dennis in that character, but it's not all Dennis. Um, And there's just, it's just line after line. There's one-liners. There's two-liners that are just, literally have made me cry laughing. So. So if you I haven't seen the show, I just, show, I just realized it. that the, the, it's always said it's been on for 16 years. It's always Sunny has. Yeah, it's got a lot yeah, of Yeah, that's insane, dude. It's a great show. It deserves every one of those. We yeah, need it's more. fantastic. They have been consistent and they've been good. And then the offshoots that they have done, whether it's be The Mick, which got canceled, which plays uh, Caitlin Olsen. She's, she plays D and It's Always Sunny. She was in The Mick. If you guys haven't, I'm going to. Bring that in as a top shelf. If you've never seen The Mick, I think there was two or three seasons. Brilliant television show. And then also, too, freaking, um, which I talked about this before, Mythic Quest. It's so good. These guys are making great television show. It's so well written that I think that people aren't appreciating it for what it is. And if you guys get a chance, watch these shows. They're so good. Do you know who the main showrunner is for uh, for It's Always Sunny? I don't know, but I know that Fred Savage directed a bunch of episodes. Yeah, he directed like 18 episodes, but the main showrunner was Matt Shackman. Do you oh, know what Shackman. He was, do you know who he was the main showrunner for? Wasn't he for, uh, like, uh, oh gosh, Shackman, I know that. He was like for... Uh, WandaVision. Yeah, for a big... That's where I know Shackman from. Marvel! Marvel! Bring us back to Marvel again. He got Here sucked into the dark side. Circle. He got sucked into the dark side. No, but no, no, yeah. It, it, I've seen some episodes of, of a little bit of AP Bio, and you're right, dude. It's fucking great. Patton Oswalt is a fucking genius. He's dude. so good. Like, Patton He's Oswalt. So good. Like, the show I need is you to good. rank these for me, though. Like, is it better or worse than Sunny? I, I think I hold Sunny. So, listen, if we're talking about this in terms of, like, let's talk about this in terms of film. Is it solely Sunny, the. If you're talking about from like Shawshank Redemption to Young Guns, yes, it's always Sunny is going to be closer to the Shawshank Redemption. But I'm not going to put AP Bio anywhere close to Young Guns. I'm going to put it underneath the Shawshank Redemption scale. It's not going to be kind of like it's, it's kind of it, like it's kind of like a Raising Arizona. Yeah, it, exactly. It's a Raising Arizona. It's your I don't it's know. It's really good. It's yeah. really good, but it's not fucking classic. But it's, it's not. It, it's not. It, it's like, enjoyable. It's always sunny. Has garnered sixteen seasons for a reason because it's well done. And okay. they need they need ten more. Yeah, it's so good. So is it on the scale of it's always sunny? No, it's a completely different show. But 
if you watch it, Derek, I think you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to really like it because it's right. funny. Is it is it better than uh, Mystic? Was it Mystic? I don't, man, there's so, like, that's the thing that's hard about it. There's such different shows, but they bring the same style of comedy in. Which yeah, but is, do you enjoy one more than another? I think I liked Mythic Quest a little bit better than AP Bio, but I liked yeah, I AP like Bio. Mythic Quest that much. Oh, bro, you were just making me so mad to know you. Were. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it wasn't bad. I don't mean that it was just first, a terrible. First is the searchers. Then yeah. it's fucking mythic. I quest. thought I was on a show with people that knew movies <laughs> in television. I thought right, that's what was going right, on. All right, we've got your top shelf. No, I want to talk more about how you're bad at this. Okay, <laughs> I'll be in the shitter, folks. <laughs> Shooting at I'm Charlie. I'm just kidding. Sheen. I'm just kidding. He's, his opinion matters. He really like. I appreciate the fact that you don't like it as much, but I really like. It was okay. I, I, I mean, it was good enough to watch. I mean, I didn't, I didn't dislike it, but I, whenever I saw it, I went there for the quality of Sunny, and it's, it's not quite as good you're, as Sunny. You're never gonna get a show like it's always Sunny. It's never I'm gonna happen. I'm always gonna look though, but it's never gonna happen. That's a once in a lifetime show. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, bro, was, no. Was, it's is, one is of Rick a kind. And Morty. What no, about, what it's about, not even. That's on. not Rick. That's not like. Oh, it's always sunny. Though no, they're two different what about, shows. What about Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso. See, that's another one, dude. Yet. So Ted, you gotta watch it, bro. I know you guys have recommended. You it. gotta watch to it. These I mean, are, is that so, is that of the level of of It's Always Sunny? Maybe, dude. That movie, that show touched my heart and made me for laugh. Real at the for same real. time. Like, like it, it was, touched my heart and made me laugh was, out loud. Wow. You can it hype was, this wow. movie, legit hype this movie, but not hype in, Invincible. <laughs> I'm, 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 listen, oh, listen. I should have, I wanted to finish Invincible first. I haven't finished it yet. I'm still working on it. It's not done yet. No, I haven't finished the season. Wait, the season's not done? Not done? Oh, so, no. oh, okay, good. So I probably should hold off then because I want to binge it. So <laughs> I should hold Anyways. off. Ted Lasso, though, but I mean, Ted Lasso is fucking gorgeous. It's, that's dude. The thing about Ted Lasso is that you can watch that show and be at any point in your life and appreciate it. That's the thing about it. Where it's always sunny, I think that there is a cynical nature to it, which is. Are you implying that someone somewhere relates to Sunny? That's what I I'm mean, saying. There's a wrong. cynical nature in it. There's not like it's different. Like Ted Lasso, about- you can relate to so many things going on in that show. Where it's always sunny, you're just watching these insanely well-written idiots not just they're not they're not just idiots they're insanely well-written idiots like run a bar you know so i heard i heard about a scene i haven't seen the show i'll be honest with you i haven't seen the show ted lasso no 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 no. it's always sunny it's always sunny i haven't said that that's a disaster what are we talking about (laughs) i haven't sat down to watch it and i have hulu so i'm gonna start watching it you need to watch it. it But there was a scene that I read about, which was about one of the characters. I guess his dad was in jail. And he did <laughs> yeah, like some Mac. like, and he did like some like 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 modern dance scene. Dude, and it, it was like, so good. And it made like, and then and then like the only person who really understood it was Danny DeVito's character because he's like their, he's kind of like their like father figure, but then not really a father. He figure. He was their adopted but, father, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, and he's like, he's like, and he cried in the scene. And, but Danny DeVito to me is the most is the most underrated actor. Like. A classic of motion picture filmmaking. I don't care who and who you are, dude. But for me, is Renaissance Man. I fucking love 
Renaissance Man with Danny DeVito and Mark Wahlberg and all those fucking dudes in that movie because it's just like it's great. It's just a good movie to watch and you just enjoy every moment of it. And Danny DeVito is just I fucking love that guy. Dude. Well, well, you you mentioned the scene in It's Always Sunny, and that's the beauty of It's Always Sunny is that every now and then they have these really, really deep, intimate moments. It's a very rare, but that was one of them. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, they just did this <laughs> in the middle of like a ridiculous situation, and it was perfect and it made sense. And I think that they branch that out on those other shows like it's always sunny it's not meant to be like that all the time you know it's not but when you take a like an ap bio or a mythic quest he did it again in mythic quest there was a quarantine episode that they had did you watch the whole season Derek? mythic quest yeah no i think i've only gotten gosh i'm probably three or four episodes four episodes maybe in okay well the spoiler alert there's a quarantine episode and what they did with that just touched my soul, okay? Like, they they did such a good job of portraying what we were like in quarantine. They obviously didn't get to, like, they probably had one more episode left to film, and then it probably got stopped because of quarantine. So they made a quarantine episode, and it is the best quarantine episode of television I've seen, because a lot of shows tried to make quarantine episodes, and I yeah. watched them, and they weren't good. This one is so on point. That it's not funny. It's not just well written. It's well thought out. It makes everyone feel like, oh my gosh, that's exactly probably how I'm feeling in any way. Whether you're too immersed in your work or whether you're feeling lonely and uh, you know ostracized, whatever it is, they just killed it. That's why I really hope you finish watching that season, Derek, because the first couple episodes were a little slow and then it picks up full speed. I I would challenge you to keep watching. There's there's a few episodes in Rick and Morty. It's not my top shelf at all, but there's a few episodes in Rick and Morty. Yeah, you picked it. I I think I picked it too. I think. I mean, that's everybody. One time, if you're into if you're into shit, that's that should be everyone's top shelf. But there was an episode of Rick and Morty where it's one of the episodes where it's like he he he, and there's a few actually where you see there's some deep stuff. Yeah. There's some deep stuff with Rick where it's just like he's talking he's thinking about his daughter and he's an asshole by every sense of the definition of the word. He is a fucking asshole, a hundred percent. But there's a few times where you see him in some of the episodes where he's by himself and he's like and there's little moments where he's just like, Rick, you, you fucking son of a bitch, you have a heart, show it, baby. Show your daughter your heart, and he does not do it. All right, so we're gonna move on. Okay, let me go ahead and give you my top shelf at least. And I'm going to go today. It's kind of since we're kind of talking about heartfelt shit. Um, we all, I don't know if you guys have seen the show, but I fucking love the show. And it's my top shelf. Is This is us. Pe- oh. Is the Peaky Blinders. Uh, oh, really? Fucking my Never top shelf it. this week. Dude, Never you need it. to watch the show. I've been told. It is a, it is a great. That, isn't it weird how that show. Okay, so I see that show as kind of riding on the tail, the, the coattails of like The Crown and no, uh, no. Downton Abbey and like um, 
uh, dramatizing, you know, period pieces essentially for TV recently, right? So the the Peaky Blinders, I think I've done it, but I think because of today with what's her name passing, Helen McCrory, the actress, um, she passed away. She was, uh, and and if you you really want to talk about it, she was the, uh, what's his name, Uh, Draco Malfoy's mom in Harry Potter, but she's Mm -hmm. done so much more than that. I mean, but she played Helen... She played the uh, matriarch of the show. She was their aunt. And she was fucking great. If there's any show you want to watch on Netflix that is a fantastic show that's been on for now, I think it's been on for five seasons. Four seasons at least, but five seasons for sure. I don't know. Four seasons for sure, five seasons at least, I think, is Peaky Blinders. Because it's such a good show because not only does it have like the whole aspect of the gangster thing, you know what I mean? It's got that whole thing going on with it but it also has the aspect of you have these really like five seasons sorry i just looked it up it has this real aspect that the characters are broken because it's right it takes place right after world war one mm-hmm. okay so you have these characters who have gone to war and they for what all the purposes what we've learned was a hellish fucking war a hellish war and and they come back and they just they're not educated. They were not gentlemen by any stretch of the imagination. So they come back and they really have no other fucking, you know, possibilities left to them except criminality, which yeah. happens a lot, which happens recently with people coming back from the Afghan, Afghan and, 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 and Iraq war where they, you know, a lot of them started doing stuff against the law, outside the law. Or coming back know? from prison. Yeah. Or coming, you know, you know what I mean? Like they would go to prison, you know, because they have no other options, you know. So, so there, this show is so good on so many levels. It's got so many great actors in it that you need to watch the show. And the great thing about this show is that every season is short. They're only like six episodes a season. Yeah, but they're Which like is- forty five minutes to an hour long, right? But yeah, that's like a, but that's dude, like a normal. You know, yeah, dude. drama but television. The thing right? is, is that that's the, if you think about it, this is a Netflix series. Granted, this was BBC, but it's a Netflix show. Most Netflix shows are like ten to thirteen episodes. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, a, a short six. It is. This is a six episode show, season of show, and it's a BBC show. So, like, it's high quality, and the writing's great. I mean, I mean, the guy who created it is Stephen Knight, and he did another show for FX with uh with fucking Tom Hardy that was great. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a great great show. I can't explain about it, but more. I mean, Eric, you need to sit and watch it, dude, when you get a chance. I know we give you so much fucking info. I know there's so <laughs> many that I I have on the back burner right now, but that I mean, it, I've been told to watch one. it a bunch of times. Yeah, that's a good one, dude. That's a really really good one. And if you don't like it after the first season, like I said, it's only six episodes. But if you don't like it after the first season with fucking Killian Murphy, fucking Sam Neill, you know, I mean, it's un- unbelievable, unbelievable show. Okay. So okay. my pick this week again is the second time I've picked it. I know it's the second time I picked it is Peaky Blinders. So well, I mean, I feel like you should. You're cheating if you're picking the same thing twice. I am, I am, but but I, I had to because of because of her passing, dude. Because she was amazing in the show. All right, I'll, I'll she I'll, made the show. I'll let it slide for that. You know, because you're an asshole like that, dude. No, <laughs> <laughs> still not a thing. <laughs> All right, still so not a thing. 
now that we've done through our ratings, we've gone through the motion picture, Young Guns, we've done actually fucking three hours. I feel like hours. we talked about Young Guns for about 12 minutes, and that's fine, because yeah, that's about all it needs. In. That's all it and, needs. And honestly, rightly so. Rightly <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, all deserved. Okay. <laughs> so, we talked about the peyote scene. That was it. Yeah, that was probably the Agreed. best scene in the whole movie. Uh, uh, so what so are we anyway, picking, man? You've got so Z, I, dude. It was hard. I didn't know if I was going to go with John Favreau and Zathura. Oh wow! I would have I would have sided with you on that. No, of but course no. you would. No, but no. I am going to go artistic on this. I'm going to go fucking feudal Japan, and I'm going to choose a motion picture that not a lot of people have seen. And you know what? I don't fucking care. It's a You're going to be picture. reading subtitles, folks. Yes, you are. I'm going to talk about... We're going to talk about the next episode for Z. We're going to talk about Zatoichi, the Blind Swordsman. A motion yeah. picture directed by Takeshi Kitano, a.k.a. Beat Takeshi of Sonatine fame. Okay? You're going to definitely have to tell me where I can find this, this to view. Because otherwise, uh, I'm going to be coming in blind and just making shit The up. only way... Okay, so... So if you want to watch it free, it looks like the only way you can see it is if you sign up for Paramount. Uh, Paramount which oh, I have it. I have Paramount Plus. Is Paramount you have Plus? Paramount Plus? Yes, yes, I do. Oh, shit. You're going to have to share your You can, uh, you can uh, rent it on <laughs> for anybody else out there. You can, you can, you can well, I would uh, never TV share my password. I would never share my password with people. What are you, crazy? <laughs> you, share your password. Anyway, so you're so we're gonna we're gonna so you can watch it on Paramount Plus right now, according to Just Watch, the app. Uh, but you can rent it or buy it on Amazon or iTunes or YouTube right? or Vudu or Amazon. Yeah, you can rent it on all that stuff. So those that's where you can find the motion picture. Why right don't now. you spell it for people? Just in okay. Case. So the character, the name of the movie is Zatoichi, which is Z is in zebra, A T is in Tom, zero. Zero. Look at me. I'm fucking so drunk. Z is in zebra. A T O as in Oscar. I C is in cat. H is in Harry. I as in igloo. All right. The blind swordsman. If you can't spell the blind swordsman, you're a fucking idiot. So. <laughs> and what year did it come out? It actually, I think it came out like an 03, I think. Yeah, 03. 03, 03. is when the movie came out. So if you, so, you Google that, you'll be able to find it. You'll be able to find it. Um, Zatoichi, maybe, the Blind Maybe Swordsman. we can post it on the Instagram. Now, it is a long-running series. There was an old – it came out in the 60s originally, and there was actually a yeah, TV, TV show, show. That, that I actually watched when I was a kid with my dad because he had like recorded copies, VHS copies. I'm, I'm a fucking freak when it comes to samurai movies. I fucking love anything to do with samurai shit. So it, I'm so excited to actually watch this movie. I don't want to hype it up. I'm gonna stop hyping That's it up. That's why you knew what Yojimbo was. I was surprised. Hell you yeah, Yojimbo was, dude. Yojimbo, the Samurai trilogy, fucking uh, Lone What's Wolf the other and one? Cub, Lone, Lone Wolf, Wolf and Cub, Cub. That one. bro. Don't series. fucking play. Don't fucking play <laughs> with me, bro. We're talking samurai movies. I'm all about it, son. Look at this, Eric. We don't even have to talk about Marvel. We can just talk I, about I can't movies all the time. I can't samurai. believe it. I can't believe it. All right. Speaking it. of, I just saw, you guys ever seen this, uh, the 36th Chamber of Shaolin? Oh, don't I talk mean, to me about I know about the 36th Chamber. Gordon Liu is my spirit animal, dude. I, Gordon Liu is my spirit. Ho, ho, ho. If you guys are talking about Wu-Tang, I know about the 36th Chambers. Yeah. What? 36th Chambers of death, kid. That's right, son. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. All right. Is it time to wrap up? Are we done? I, I think we're done here. So, so as always, we talk about different types of quotes and uh, different types of things. And with this motion picture, there was a, a quite a few, but I mean, the only thing that I can think of right now when it comes to young guns was the seminal quote that came from the mo- the, the song regulate by, uh, by uh, Warren G, you know, but this time it was sped up by, by uh, Charlie Baudry, uh, played by the the uh, seminal actor Casey Zamasco, not seminal in any way, but he said, <laughs> "We work for Mister Tunsil as regulators. We regulate any stealing off his property. We're damn good too. Mister Tunsil's got a soft spot for runaways, derelicts, vagrant types, but you can't be any geek off the street. Got to be handy with the steel if you know what I mean. Earn your keep, regulators. Mount up." It was a clear black night. A clear black. Sorry, sorry. I went the song. <laughs> All right, everybody. Good night. Have a good night. Enjoy yourself. Peace.